Today, we bask in the golden light of mustachial greatness. We may be honoring one of the most talented cats so far in mustachioed podcastio history. I mean, we've only had eight episodes so far, but who gives a crap about that? This dude can rap like nobody's business. He's a freaking actor. Well, he can act like a cop really well, and he can also act like a homeless dude pretty well, too. But anyway, he can also... uh, He's also freaking hilarious. He's done skits. He's produced. The guy's multi-talented. That is right. We are honoring the multi-bristled mustache of the incredibly multi-talented Tracy Lauren Morrow, or as most of us know him as, Ice-T. Specifically, his first leading role as Jack Mason in 1994, Surviving the Game. In 1994, I was too busy playing Donkey Kong Country and Earthworm Jim. So now is the best time to revisit this baby. Now play that damn theme song. It's the Mustachio Podcast, you we're ready for the show. We'll watch moves, we'll make some jokes, and then we'll all go home. Navigating the legendary hairy upper lips, it's the Mustachio Podcast, you. All right, before I welcome my guest today, I'd like to say that there is just something special about podcasting. I'm new as a creator, but definitely not new as a listener. I can honestly say that this crazy, I don't know, this hobby of mine, whatever you want to call it, it's allowed me to meet some pretty awesome humans that I would have never met any other way. Today's guest is one of those awesome humans. Allow me to welcome someone that knows more about movies than I'll ever freaking know. He's Tim from Queens. Welcome to the show, Tim. Hello, Daniel. Thanks for having me on. What is up, man? So, um, first things first. Yes, first things first. Uh, what? Um, well, you know, go ahead. Tell us a little bit about yourself first. <laughs> Not much. Long time listener, first time guest. <laughs> for all I like, episodes. I like bad movies. I like movies with people who have mustaches in them. <laughs> oh, you're perfect. You're my target market, bro. There you go. I'm that one. <laughs> And uh, I should say that me and Tim know each other from our mutual um, fascination with the with the podcast called the Grind Bin Podcast. Yes, and we have another connection: somebody who brought us together from the Grind Bin Podcast, Candice. Yes, the great Candice. She is awesome. She's also very good at finding treasure on Sea of Thieves. Oh boy! In like ten <laughs> seconds, took us an hour and a half digging around the sand. We, we almost buried an entire island. We just. <laughs> We relocated it. That was it. Yeah, we relocated that shit. But uh, yeah, Candace is awesome. I'm glad that she uh, she she's part of what made this happen. And you know what? She will be on this show. She's working on getting her stuff together, getting some equipment. And I'm thinking we all three jump on a show one of these one of these. Days. She's got a great voice for podcasting. So she does. Hop to it, Candace. It's better than ours. <laughs> Dig up a microphone. <laughs> Dig up a microphone. So, uh, why Surviving the Game? What made you pick that? Well, you asked me to pick a movie, and I was just flipping around, and I know I saw it when it first came out. I know I didn't see it in the movie. I saw it on video. And Ice-T has pretty much had a mustache for as long as I can remember. <laughs> he has, you know. You can't beat the ca- the supporting cast that's backing up Ice-T in this movie. They were really pushing Ice-T to be a big star to have this kind of a backup cast behind them. Yeah, this is kind of like the uh, Suicide Squad of like B, um, uh, character actors, I mean. Like <laughs> yeah, but they're not shooting shit monsters. <laughs> yeah, they're not shooting shit monsters. This is actually fun. 
and I had a I just to say right off the bat, y'all, like I think y'all should give this a watch. I think there's a lot of messages in there that mean a lot, and that's great. But there's also a lot of crazy ass fun stuff that happens, and that's freaking awesome too. Oh yes, definitely. I would recommend it. Well, I, well I, now nobody has to listen to the rest of the show because they know we both like it. But <laughs> They're like, "All right, we're done. Let's just stop listening." <laughs> Let's tell you why you should li- watch it. Yeah, we got to tell you why. We want to talk about our experience watching it, and we're gonna we're gonna do that uh, as we break this movie down a little bit. But I was gonna ask you: Do you have you ever um, do you ever listen to to Ice T's discography? Uh, well, <laughs> back in the day, I wasn't really too much into hip-hop when he was, like, really big. But I did have the Body Count CD. Oh, nice. So that kind of counts. And it's just <laughs> it's just what's amazing is how far Ice-T has come from a rapper, gangster rapper, to Body Count singing Cop Killer, to being on SVU every single weekend. The guy just is unstoppable. I guess who would know how to play a cop better than someone who's like had run-ins with cops? He understands how cops think. He, he just, was great as a cop in New Jack City. He was. I mean, also, I have that soundtrack on cassette. Freaking love it, man. See, I didn't really get into too much in the soundtracks. I know you and Bobby from the Grind Band love those soundtracks. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, you know why I have them is that um, I didn't start getting into them until later, and it's because I like collecting, like, you know records cassettes and stuff i like physical media i don't know why i just like it's good to have yeah yeah and you'll find cassettes that are soundtracks for so cheap you know a lot of times they're just giving them away and i'll pay like three bucks four bucks and i'm like yeah i'm not gonna say no to that all right that's not too bad yeah man it's not not but then you need like a five thousand dollar system to be able to really enjoy them on right uh i have compiled yeah it took me about two years to come up with the right sound system to make my cassette sound pretty fantastic it took a little time but you know what I remember the cassettes out. i had my boom box back in the day blasting music walking down the street thinking i was the shit <laughs> playing new jack city no probably <laughs> probably blasting the who oh, blasting <laughs> what the you who. expect from a ghetto blaster <laughs> yeah i uh i was just listening to um ice t's album it's called the iceberg freedom of speech just watch what you say circa 1989 that is the longest album title one of the longest album titles i've ever heard ever. and it doesn't even rhyme no it's just broken language like i don't even know but i like it it's kind of random so yeah, it's like woman man person camera tv <laughs> just random words yeah i think i see use like an aggregator to like come up with words that would be like <laughs> People would notice it when it's on the shelves. <laughs> Does he still put out music now? Oh yeah, I think I think oh. he still puts out for Body Count too. Um, or um, is that the that's the name of his? Um, I think that was the name of the band, and I think it was the name of the album. Yeah, so he still puts out music for I think that that metal band as well. So yeah, he's still churning them out. Damn. I think he's just one of those guys, man. Go he's to just, it, and he's always on Twitter too. Yeah, he's oh he's so good on Twitter too. Oh yeah, he claps back. It would be dope if he no- took notice of this episode, but I really have a feeling he doesn't want to remember this. It's not that bad of a movie, and it's a classic movie. This this is based on the most deadly game, which I think started in like 1930-something, and it's been remade about 100 times. And this version of it is not bad at all. I think he feels... You know what the problem was? was this was his first time, um, his first starring role, 
And I think what happened was the fact that they brought in a bunch of guys that are <laughs> heavy hitters. Heavy hitters, yeah. <laughs> and it's really hard to go up in there and try to compete with these guys because, man, they stole the show. Like, damn. Yes, that'd be like back in the day if Ice-T pulls you up on stage and hands you the microphone and goes, hey, freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you know... Jesus, and you get such good, like, you get some classic Busey, you get so, there's so many people in here, you see, gummy what do you got? Gummy got he Busey. He's so gummy in this movie, <laughs> Maybe the gummiest he's ever been. Mm-hmm. You got some Oh, Rucker there's one Howard. scene where his gums are really on display. <laughs> he's got to keep those bitches clean, too, because, I mean, they're at full, they're out there, man. He can't do anything about that. You got Rudger Hauer in this, which is amazing. You got, um, what's that dude's name? Uh, see, F. Murray Abraham. You got yeah. John C. McGinley. Is that his name? Cocaine guy. Cocaine guy. <laughs> he's, in every movie, he's either on coke or he has a gun in his hand, and sometimes both. Yeah, he's just got that vibe to him, you know? Yeah, he's never calm. Yeah, you, he's just got a, you got some really good, good, Charles, Charles Dunn, who's, who has been, in an episode of Mustachio Podcastio, he was in the Badass episode. So and does that honestly, make him an all-star? I, 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 yeah, I guess so. i got to figure out what I'm going to call uh, um, these actors mm. that find themselves repeated in, in the Mustachio Podcastio uh, Legend of Hall of Fame. Or put some thought into it because you should stick. Whatever it is, got to stick with it. So yeah, I'm going to put some thought into it. You know, I'll, I'll tweet it out and uh, I will honor the great Charles S. Dutton. <laughs> Who doesn't have a mustache, but you know what? He's still an awesome actor, and that's all that matters. He could act like he have a mustache, and you would believe it. He's badass enough that he should have one. Like, he's, yeah. he can act, man. That dude is hardcore. That guy, he never really got his due, because I know the first time I saw him, he was on a Fox show called Rock. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that was like that was a show like nobody was watching, because it was on Fox, and it was like actually a good show, and it wasn't Fox as fuck. Trademark Ryan Ben. <laughs> Trademark Ryan Ben Patreon. <laughs> so nobody was watching it, but it was like winning Emmys, and it was like one of those shows that the critics loved, and I think it might have got pulled maybe one or two times, and the fans started a campaign and brought it back. I but swear. Yeah, he was also in Alien 3. Yeah, he's never really had it like a... Um, you know, and I, I don't know, obviously I don't know all this filmography, but... I mean, he could really use something to just push him because he that guy comes in and he does his thing and he and you notice him. He's great. At he's got a his presence. Lines. Yeah, yeah, totally. I love his presence. He so, held his own with Danny Trejo. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> he had some good one liners in though. And they, yeah, he he literally held his own. They had like a full up, full day like <laughs> <Yeah>. hardcore fight. <laughs> it was good stuff. You don't fuck with the Rock, the original Rock. <laughs> so we are. Let's you know. You want to Dwayne break Johnson, this? you hack. <laughs> you want to break this movie down with me, Tim? Let's go. All right, this is going to be the movie breakdown. Movie breakdown. Okay, so this movie opens up pretty damn quick and in a really weird way we see the man of the hour the great iced tea he's rummaging through some trash in the alley he is a homeless man in this movie he's uh looks like he's maybe outside of a restaurant or something he's got some smart 
Yeah, very smart. He's got some mad thick dreads too. Like he, I don't know if you've ever played Street Fighter Five, but there's a character named Nakali. This dude looks like Nakali. Like just, I was thinking the Predator. Yeah, he's the classic Predator. But man, it's it's interesting because you can kind of tell that they just sort of attached him to his head because you see his hair comb back in the middle, and they just kind of like put him on there. I wonder how much, like how important was it for them to have the dreads? Because I bet if I was acting, I would have been annoyed by them. Like, Yeah, but this is maybe his first movie, so they maybe they want him to have a look. Yeah, and try not to like, and try to distract from the fact, hey, this isn't the rapper guy that you've known for this yes, whole time. Yes, exactly, you know? yes. He's got this reggae hairstyle. He's not doing the hardcore body count or anything else like that. And it kind of covers his face for the stunts a little bit because I don't know if Ice-T did it. All oh the stunts? yeah, that's genius. That that probably was a big reason why they did that, just to kind of, hey, we can find some other guy to. And it's easier to act if like seventy percent of your face is covered in hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you're sad, the hair's in front of your face. When you're yeah. happy, the hair's away from your face. A little bit over to the left. <laughs> so a little, it's got a little quaff. <laughs> so, so yeah, so he's he's out there, he's rummaging, and then all of a sudden we go through this sequence of events that feels like a goddamn fever dream. This dude, there's like he's like the camera goes to him kind of digging for food, and then all of a sudden we're in the goddamn woods, and this yeah, guy's getting cutting chased. back and forth, like you know he's hunting for food, and in the woods somebody's getting hunted. Yeah, it's it's insane, and you're kind of like trying to figure out, okay, what am, what is the connection? What's going on? Unless you unless you've seen the trailer, then you know exactly what's going on. But if you don't, <laughs> if God you have it again, the trailers give away too much. The, yeah, I will say, yeah, the trailer. You, maybe that's what hurt this movie. You watch the trailer, you're kind of like, okay, I get it, and you move on. <laughs> yeah, because it's got like an all-star cast. It's really hard to believe that this movie isn't bigger than it really was. It should have been, and I thought I I feel like they the the pacing is pretty good. I never really felt bored. Like it just kind of keeps going and going. The music is kick ass because of Stuart Copeland. When nice. I saw his name, I was like, "Wow, holy shit!" And then I'm watching the movie, and you know what? I might actually buy the soundtrack for this movie. There you go. Oh man. shit! On cassette, you convinced can, can me. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, there, you see this guy getting chased in the forest. The dudes are chasing him. And, uh, do, you know, Ice-T's so... They, they make Ice-T look like the nicest. He's like the Mr. Rogers of homeless Oh, people. yeah, yeah. He's kind of, you know, he's like the savior of the homeless people. Total bit. savior. He's got his dog. He gives his dog a little bit of food. But unfortunately, oh, boy. his dog not only likes food, his dog also likes to chase cats. And, uh, yeah, he decides to chase a cat. That's not going to work out. I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, damn, are you really going to start off like this? Because this? it's still intercutting between the guy the guy in the woods running and somebody chasing him. And they got the timing down on this pretty good, because what happens next, Daniel? <laughs> yeah, so, and I'm trying to remember. This is your show. I don't want to be on your show the first time, and this is what I'm, like, talking about. But no, no. What you happens can, next? No, you can talk about the whole thing it's fine with me but i'm trying to remember do they take out the guy that they're chasing in the woods or does the dog thing happen i think it happens almost Almost. instantaneously i think what happens i think it's uh, everybody should watch it but it might be that you hear the sound of the dog whimpering because something happened to it yeah as the guy gets (laughs) shot in the back with a arrow and (laughs) yeah and uh you know the dog uh, you would think, and I'm just saying, I, I, being an inner city kid, most of the dogs knew better than to be getting 
up in the middle of the street, but this dog did not care. He runs right in front of a taxi cab. And you know a cabbie does not care. He's got a fare. You know, he's he's trying to get to the next passenger. And uh, bada bing, bada boom. The dog gets hit, and the guy gets shot in the woods. From And we kind of leave that where that's at. And we're, we're with Ice-T, and the cabbie comes out of his out of his cab and he's like hey man what the hell like your dog was in the damn way the cabbie does no, he's like is that shit. your dog and i see he's like yeah and he goes you owe me money yeah. like, motherfucker you ran over his dog how does he owe you money because there is fucking blood all over the front of that fender though it is it yeah, is they went dark. overboard on that blood yeah they went borderline like whoa like this dog had so much blood and he's a small dog <laughs> he's a medium-sized dog he looked like a good boy too yeah yeah that's what really hurt was like you just barely got to know this dog you're like oh cool we're gonna have like a little dog buddy <laughs> he's dead and uh so ice T's pissed off obviously about this whole thing the taxi driver ends up punching him he the, clocks him he clocks him hard and then they start fighting and then i think uh ice T tells no, him no ice T doesn't do anything he I thought just stands there him. no because i read that ice T is a man of peace he's not doing anything oh he's just, yeah that's right i think i wanted him to punch him i think not punching him is what set off you know that stranger in the crowd who's watching everything that's going on that's right that's right and like and he ends up he picks up his dog and uh he heads back to the alley man but it's and that a was a scene. realistic looking puppet yeah, yeah. That was real looking. I was like, holy shit. They did a good job of finding a little puppet to look like a dog that's been splattered across a cab. Like, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> hey, Dicey's first movie, spared no expense. The one thing I could say is that the dog definitely didn't suffer. That was a hard hit. That yes, was, and hopefully the guy in the woods who got the arrow right through his chest didn't suffer too much either. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, he... Because, you know... <laughs> Fuck the guy. Yeah, yeah. some just, puppet got hit. It's just a human being. I mean, dogs. It hurts more to watch a dog get hurt every time. Every time. <laughs> it's incredible, but it's true. I can watch any kind of gory movie, but do something to a dog or a cat, and I'm like you motherfuckers. So, uh, <laughs> so now, now we see. Um, is this when they start going to look for some meat? Him and his yes, buddy. Yes, well, him and the old man. Yeah. They're walking around. Is it raining? Oh, no. The rain doesn't come until later on. Yeah, it's about to. It's just cloudy right now. It's dark. It's cloudy. They're getting ready to find some meat at a, I guess, a packing plant or something. And that old guy, I can't remember his name right now. Henry. I had it, his name's Henry. Uh, well, no, I mean his, oh, his name in real life. But he was a, he's been an actor for like forever. He was in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. He's been in like gigantic big ass movies. Uh, Jeff and Corey. And he's popped up on TV. Yeah, that's it. That's the name, yeah. Corey. And he's popped up on TV and movies like this. Just randomly. And he's good. He's good in the few scenes he's in. He's always a little bit player, but he's always good. He's got that, you know, that old man gravity to him. Oh, perfect. He's got it perfectly down, too. Like, and then you put, you know, and now he's a homeless person. So he kind of captures that, like, weathered man that has seen seen some shit. He's know? taking ice under his wing, showing him yeah. the ropes. Yeah. He's where you look for the good lettuce, which Ice-T, when he was looking through the garbage, he went over the lettuce, like, three or four times to look for something else. I'm like, damn, man, eat the lettuce. You're hungry. Yeah, man. A little bit of lettuce, you know. It takes a little bit to go bad. Doesn't taste like anything. Who cares? You can look right at it. You can tell right away if there's something wrong with it. It's wet and limp. Don't eat it. If it's crispy, put it in your mouth. 
Words to live by. <laughs> this this message brought to you by Tim. <laughs> so then, so they're going into this meet, and then um, they're. I think Ice jumps over the fence to get the meat, and the old. Oh no! Wait, you forgot something though. Oh, they wait. found something in a garbage can while they were scrounging around for food. Oh, that's right. They found. And themselves I don't a know gun. how you forgot it because they said this like thirty fucking times. The word "gun" over and over. What's that? I found the gun. You found the gun. Yeah, I found a gun. What kind of gun? And Ice T learns a valuable lesson from the old man about guns. Oh yeah, this is essential. This is a this is a a, a little pivot point into this movie where you got to remember this. <laughs> what is it that he teaches him? First, the old man says, "Check the barrel." And Ice T, I don't think Ice T knows what he's doing. And he checks it. and He says it's empty. And he says, "What are you going to do with a gun that doesn't have bullets?" And Ice goes, "I can still sell to somebody for twenty bucks without bullets." that's true that's a good deal 20 bucks for the gun the bullets are cheap yeah right yeah and the old man tells him always check the chamber make sure the chamber is clear otherwise the gun's gonna blow up in your hands if you shoot it you know put that in your pocket or put that in your holster yeah you got you gotta listen to the old man this is why hank is so essential because he's sort of like the the yoda (laughs) mentor he's the miyagi he's he's ice t's miyagi in a way. Yes, and he really wants Ice-T to get out of the uh, streets and do something better for himself. Yeah, he's got time, you know. And so Ice-T, go ahead, and he pockets his gun up. And uh, and then that, so that after that, that is when they go decide to do the meat heist. Yep. Right? I know where, he says, I know where the real food is. Yeah, because they've been scrounging around, just getting scraps. And I think um, Ice-T jumps the fence, there's a big old tall fence to go get some of that meat, sneak in there. But unfortunately, Hank is kind of keeping lookout, he's keeping the flashlight so that way Ice-T can see. Mm-hmm. This freaking, this security guard who obviously has oh, some like crack. issues at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's bringing them to work. You can't have any pudding if you don't eat your meat. <laughs> and he just goes ape shit on this old man. Like... This is an old man, dude. Like, there's like you don't have to like go all freaking hardcore on this guy, and he just starts beating the shit out of Hank. And Ice T sees it and loses his shit, jumps the fence, and he drops f- the meat. Drops the meat. He's like, "Fuck it, I need to save this. I need to save my mentor." And he gets in a little. He gets in a battle with this dude. I d- doesn't he get the security guard to drop his gun? I believe. Uh, I no. I think what or happens he- I think while they're going back and forth, Ice T drops the gun. Like it, I don't think he even pulls it. He doesn't. No, he doesn't pull it on the guy. It falls out of his pocket or something like that. And the security guard sees it and he's like, "Oh, motherfucker! You have a gun. You were gonna shoot me." And then he picks it up, and the security guard goes to an eleven. Oh man, this guy was. This guy had so much pent up, just sexual, just frustration. Yeah, because he's got that gun right in his face. Like, I'm gonna kill me somebody tonight. He was so ready. Like, I think he had been wanting to do something, like, well, awesome for him, you know? Like, he's been wanting <laughs> he's been wanting to shoot his first bullet. <laughs> he just hasn't I'm going to get chance. on Fox News. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this, you want Fox as fuck? I got Fox as fuck. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, so... Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a rough one because I once again a, a theme that happens within within the movies I've covered we watch elderly people get hurt and get beat mm. up. It's Dang, sad. What's going on? I don't know. I actually really like I love the elderly. You know, I'm and they're tough. They, they are. Want to get into a fight with old people because 
you can't win that no matter what. If you win, it's not good, and if you lose, it's even worse. Oh, yes, exactly. So, you know, I'm glad Ice-T was there to protect his buddy. I think they just beat the shit out of this guy, right? They don't. Yeah, because that's when Ice-T goes, when he pulls a trigger, because he pulls a trigger. Because remember, there's no yeah, bullets there's in the no gun. Bullets. There's no bullets. That's why it's only a $20 special. <laughs> if there were bullets, it'd be twenty-five bucks, maybe thirty, depending if they're nine millimeter or whatever. I'm not too much up on my ammunition, but he pulled the trigger. He was going to shoot and kill Ice T right there, and then he was probably going to kill the old man because you don't leave witnesses. Hell nah. And then Ice T went to eleven. You know, he's like, "Bitch, you're going to try to kill me," and just whoops his ass. And again, there's somebody in the shadows watching, mm-hmm. noticing, With the looking. Blue shirt. It's almost like a football recruiter, you know, like a scout. They go out there to the games, just seeing who's got skills, who doesn't. He knows when to calm down, and he knows when to let loose. Yep. So now we go to the big, the feast. They've gotten this big old chunk of meat. (laughs) And this is crazy because I've seen this where people have used shopping carts to cook. No, like you have, have barbecues and stuff like that. Yes, I've seen it. I, I won't say I haven't lived in like the best neighborhoods or the worst neighborhoods, but I've been around places where that is, and that's also a big thing in like um, football or like concerts. Oh yeah, after the concert, somebody would be out like selling like uh, fucking hot pretzels, and they'll have a shopping cart with charcoals underneath. Some it, so. uh, some tailgating, some classic tailgating. But that's going to be tough to cook a whole side of beef like that. Yeah, I don't know how the hell they did that, but they managed to cook up quite a meal for all the the homeless community in that in that neighborhood and uh it looks like uh, ice tea and hank are sort of the robin hoods of of the of their community and um this is when we get to see a little bit into ice tea's background hank and him are talking they're having kind of a little one-on-one conversation because obviously the movie wants us to care about hank and um <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hank starts saying, like, hey, man, you can't blame yourself for what happened two years ago. It won't change a thing. And <laughs> So something happened in Ice's past, why so, he's homeless. Yep, something happened that just made him, you know, just clean slate. Let's just live on the streets. And then I think um, uh, the the whole idea of getting back on track comes up. I think Ice is like, yeah, you know, I don't know about getting up back on track and this and that and Hank says Yeah, and that's when the old man says, I'm gonna make sure if it's the last thing I do, I'm gonna make sure you get on your feet again. Yep. And Ice T's like, hey man, maybe you can too. And Hank's like, man, I haven't been on track since I was a virgin. <laughs> yeah, he throws out some line like, whoa shit, old man. <laughs> and I he wasn't always an old man. <laughs> so Ice lets him know that the 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 food's going to his head. Stop being so sentimental, and and they go back and they join everybody else eating, and then something sets him off, that gets him all upset again. <laughs> Wait, what, what is this? What is this? What, That's when everybody's eating, and the fa- the homeless father with the homeless daughter come up and thank him, and it freaks him out, and he walks away. That's right. Like he sort of backs up from that. Like like oh oh. Oh no! Yeah, he doesn't want any recognition, and hmm. Obviously, there's some something happened to Ice T two years ago, <laughs> and then two minutes later, if not twenty seconds later, a father and daughter thank him for feeding, and he gets all upset and walks away. Yeah, it's like um, it's like having garlic, and you're coming up to a vampire. He's like, oh no, 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 no! <laughs> I don't need this. So <laughs> we uh, transition over to what looks like, a, I guess, a camper that he sleeps in with uh with hank 
and uh, yeah, because he can't be too homeless. This no, is, this is the this is the this is the clean version of the homeless. It's just enough that you can see that the homeless are a little bit dirty in all the right places, but. Yeah, I was surprised by that when I saw that. I was like, I thought maybe they they deleted a scene and there was a scene where they like broke into like a camper that was in a junkyard or something. But I guess they just have a camper that's out in some... Yeah, no, it looked like it was set up like that and it was straight out of Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, just an old camper not being used anymore for making meth and found himself a nice little spot to rest. And Some guy left his underwear here. <laughs> And I, I I don't remember. I think Ice T says, says something like "God's still constipated." I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Mm, okay, I don't remember that line. <laughs> I mean, I, I did smoke before I watched the movie. <laughs> I probably did when I first watched the movie back in the eighties. But y'all, let me know. Does Ice T say something like "God's still constipated," or am I going? There's crazy? no way that Ice T is going to say. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in his body body uh, count uh, days. Maybe. Say that, but so that's, he, a, that's a line. He sees Hank and he's like, "Get up, Hank! It's another fucked up day." And uh, Ice T's trying. Ice T's trying to wake him up, trying to wake up the homie. But unfortunately, as we all may have expected, Hank sang his last song last night. He took one too many shots in the gut from that security guard, huh? Yep. I I like to think it was the red meat, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God! That's right. He couldn't take it anymore. He only had. He that was the last clog in the artery. His heart could only handle one more piece of red meat. That's why he's always out on the street looking for lettuce to eat instead of red meat that was dropped on the ground. Yep. And we just, you know what? We just saw what twenty minutes ago. We saw Ice T having to to bury his dog and dig a hole. Well, he puts good old Hank. Right next to the dog, and uh, guess what? Looks like a little bit of a junkyard or something. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, okay, so in about maybe four years, that lot gets sold, and they're gonna dig up two shallow graves of an old man and a dog, and they're gonna be like, what the fuck <laughs> happened here? They're gonna think it was like a weird murder suicide situation where. <laughs> Who did who? Did the dog kill the old man and then off himself because he couldn't take it anymore? Yeah, it would have been funny if Ice, if Ice had put the gun in there with it, too, and the, the paws just kind of holding, <laughs> holding on to the gun. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so he... Somebody put the gun in his hand. Yeah, exactly. So this movie immediately makes us incredibly sad, and it also lets us know that Ice T is going to be one of those characters that we're going. To, we're going to. Have, he's a know, stand-up guy. He's a stand-up guy. Where, where he makes us sentimental because he's, you know, he's he's helping his fellow community. So there's a whole bunch of all that, all those warm feelings of this this guy. But uh, now all of a sudden we we get to uh, we get a little bit of Dutton comes in. Dutton, we finally get a little scope of Dutton, and bang right off the bat he starts going. Full force. Oh yeah, that acting ability. Because I think he's uh he's working kind of like a little giving out food and stuff for for the the homeless out there, and he sees Ice T just sort of skip the table and he says, "Hey, you want a free lunch?" And Ice T <laughs> says, "There's no free lunches." Yeah, yeah. I so know. he's smart too, right? He is. He's very resourceful. He's rather he'd rather get all this stuff on his own than have to deal with a handout or something like that. He might have avoided this whole the rest of the whole movie if he kept that in mind. With there's no free lunches. Yeah, and and Dutton starts getting fired up. He's like, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if God that's the damn way? Damn it, it was? man! 
You stupid fucking homeless guy. Let me help you. You son of a bitch. You don't know who I am. I just saw you one time. <laughs> it's so crazy how fired up he gets. But uh, he, he ends up convincing him somehow. I don't... I don't even know how he does it, but he... Well, he sort of... He doesn't convince him, actually. No. Actually, this is what happens. This is what initially initiates the entire meeting between them two, because he's... So that that happens, and then he sees Ice-T kind of walking down the street. And Ice-T's obviously pretty bummed out. He just lost his little furry buddy. And, he lost his two best friends. And he, yeah, and he lost Hank, man. And so he sees this 18-wheeler coming down the street. <gasps> oh, and what are the colors on this truck? This kind of looks like the van. What were the colors? Colors. The truck? Colors. <laughs> colors. <laughs> oh, wow, that was a long time ago movie. Jesus Christ. Sean Penn and Robert Duvall in a movie together. You got to love it, man. Good stuff. Too bad Duvall yeah, doesn't that have a truck, mustache in that one. <laughs> but that truck that he tries to jump in front of, it kind of had the same coloring as the van from the ground. Ah, you know, he could. they could have, uh, at that time in the 90s, they could have Bobby and upgraded. DeVito were beating the shit out of getting the hell out of Dodge from raping someone. Bobby was like, I found a way to put in three, <laughs> three water beds in a truck. They bought an 18-wheeler. <laughs> anyway, some of y'all might not know what that reference is. Just listen to the grind bin and get all the way to the end or listen to the first episode. Uh, it's... <laughs> So, yeah, so he tries to kill himself with a giant 18-wheeler, and um, Dutton saves him just in time, and is like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, what is wrong with you, dude? And they start going back and forth, and it's just one of those things, man. Yeah, I think that's when he convinces him. Like, he has a card. I can get you a job There's if a- you want to change your life. And then Ice, he's like, what's the job? Yeah, and, and at first, like, you know, Ice doesn't seem to... To really give a crap about it but yeah once he gives him that card and he's like hey man there's a way out you can find it there's another way out you don't have to freaking kill yourself dude and does he tell him right th- yeah he tells him right then what the job is right that he's going to be a um how did he i think he it? gives him a card and then um and it's around this time where we find out that i see had a wife and a kid and they're dead but we don't know exactly what happened but it's got to be right. Like he doesn't say what happened. He just says like my wife and kid are dead, and Dunn just kind of yeah. Because he says, "Don't you have anybody who cares about you?" And then that's when we definitely find out that his wife and daughter is dead. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, Dunn just basically tells him find to find him if he wants the job, and that's when he gives him the card. And then Dunn tells, but the job is supposed to be as a wildlife guy. Yeah, survivor. And Ice, he says, I guy. don't have any experience. And he says, if I give you a recommendation, you you got a good shot at getting the job. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what he tells him. Yeah, it's a it's survival guide for hunts. <laughs> and Ice is sure. like, sure, <laughs> why not? Ice that's is like, easy. I don't fuck with the wilderness, bro. <laughs> it's not my thing. So um, so then Ice actually ends up heading to the address from the card. And he, he runs into good old uh, Rudger Hauer. Gotta love him. This guy cannot what play an a introduction. My God. <laughs> Ice-T is looking through the pin- window pane, looking around, and then all of a sudden, there's Rudger Hauer's face. Bang! Oh. Looking right back at him. And Rudger Hauer has the face of just like a demon slash... I don't even... Just <laughs> He's got that face. Like, that guy cannot look like a nice, warm person. It's no. Sometimes he can kind of turn on the charm, which I think what's makes it even. He creepier. is charming though, but so is the devil. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's why he's the devil. I'll give him that. He is charming as hell. So am I. But 
but you know he says there's something behind that you know like there's just something about him i love him though he kicks ass in this movie he tells ice that he doesn't um he doesn't look like much of a hunter to him and uh ice tells him he doesn't look like one either <laughs> and then he pulls out a cigarette indoors and i'm like wow the, those were the days oh, you could smoke yeah. inside a place i i think i i kind of missed all that i never really got into into cigarettes so i never got to like smoke inside a bingo room or something or oh, bingo hall jesus uh, i haven't had a cigarette in three years coming up in august hey congrats and I don't miss it thank you thank you wasn't the easiest thing to do but yeah back in the day you could pretty much smoke anywhere that you had a cigarette and a lighter and you know what um at that time even in the 90s people knew like hey man cigarettes can can kind of affect how your kind of endurance and stuff like that so how how <laughs> <laughs> he says how many cigarettes do you smoke a day yeah, yeah. And Ice has got that answer loaded for him. This movie, many as I can find. This movie's, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like as many as like he's been asked that before at some point. He's like, yeah, as many as I can find. And and you start getting this suspicion. Of, what the hell? What kind of question is that? Why the hell would he ask him that? He just met this dude. But this movie throws you a little little hinty hinties like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, how uh, Rudger Howard tells him that uh, he's not what they're looking for. Because they need someone with endurance. So they throw Ice-T on a treadmill and he, and he runs super funny for like... <sighs> no, hold on. This is incredible because first of all, he said... First of all, Ice-T is dressed up in like eight layers of clothes, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I can't imagine he's got a good pair of running shoes on. He, there might be a hole or two in that, in that shoe that he has on, right? Yeah. And he's like... Rutger Howard says, if you can run on the treadmill... For, does he say half an hour or 20 minutes? Uh, 30 minutes hour, right? he says 30, 30 minutes. minutes yeah half an hour i'll give you 20 bucks and ice t says something that i was like i don't know if ice t really realized the line that he's going to say because he says for 20 bucks i'll run all the way to alaska so i'm thinking <laughs> that's a lot of shit you'll fucking do for 20 bucks man <laughs> and this is you're walking into a place that you have no idea what's going on and it's rutger howe asking what kind of physical shape you're in and you're telling him that for 20 bucks you'll just about do anything plus let me tell you ice there's things you can do on the streets for and you'll get plenty of 20 bucks out there you just got <laughs> that's right ask dirk diggler <laughs> if you're willing to run to alaska for it you might as well do some stuff here at home uh, yeah jesus christ man and that's, poor ice like part. you said he's dressed up like he's getting ready to audition for a spot in the in the in the band corn you know like <laughs> <laughs> oh shit oh my god he looks like a new metal guitar a freak on a leash <laughs> so uh so he does do the 30 minutes and he does get the 20 bucks and that was and then immediately lights up a cigarette yeah lights up the tough. cigarette that's their little initial uh a little initial meeting and interview i guess you would say so we get iced tea enjoying that spa life this guy does with 20 bucks like i just spent 20 bucks at the liquor liquor store like this dude like had a whole spa day I'm trying to think. Back in the day, was twenty bucks that? I mean, twenty bucks is always you know it's decent enough money, yeah. but to get a hotel room, a bottle of Mad Dog, some kind of meat, <laughs> and did he buy a pack of cigarettes or did he just scrounge some cigarettes up? He may have he may have scrounged some, but I don't know. Those that cigarette pack looked fresh. So he he definitely and even the motel the motel owner saw him come in with the money. He's like, "Yo, you got you, did you rob somebody?" That hotel. He looked like the crypt keeper. He did. He looked like the crypt keeper, and the guy standing next to him looked like the guy from Rocky Horror Picture Show. 
Yeah, it's quite a it's quite a motel that they that he found. <laughs> not the greatest, not the greatest, but uh, but you know what? He he has a nice little night. He gets into the tub. Oh, and this is um when we see that he actually has a big old burn on his back. Yeah. So we know there's a connection. Now we got some. There's fire involved and shit. Iced tea in the tub, lighting up a smoke, <laughs> sitting back. Like he, all he needs is some Celine Dion and some candles. <laughs> And uh, so, so then all of a sudden, uh, Rudger Hauer decides to give him a little visit. Knocks on the door. I think actually, Rudger Hauer, when he comes into the into the motel room, he sees the fire, and I think he asks him about it. Like, or he asks him about it. I think I says something like, "Yeah, I was playing with matches." You know, mm, I remember that. Yep, 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 yep. And so, uh, I guess Rudger Hauer. You know, actually, Daniel. Good pull, because I saw the scars, and I didn't even make the connection that they were burn scars. I thought they were just like scars, like maybe from getting beat up or some kind of accident. I didn't even realize they were burn scars, but yeah, yeah he was spot on. Yeah, yeah they didn't. Um, yeah, they they didn't really make them as visually compelling as you thought they would. <laughs> like, See, they didn't hit you over the head with it, and that's why I missed it. Yeah, he doesn't. He, does, <laughs> he doesn't look like Spawn, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But it would be dope if Ice-T if Ice took All his All of a sudden, the big cape comes out behind him. Yeah, and if Ice-T took his shirt off, and he just looked like a meatball person. Yeah. Oh. And Rutger Howard says, I've seen things that you've never even imagined. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, so I says he, uh, he ain't doing nothing if the money isn't right to Howard, because Rutger Howard wants to get him on board for this, uh, apparently this wilderness guide, survivor guide person. Mm-hmm. And uh, Howard says he'd give him $500 a week with the $200 advance, which sounds pretty fucking good to That's me. That's good money back then, Shit. definitely, yeah. And if he does well, he apparently says they'll give him a raise, um, which, yeah. And uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. now, yeah. now we get to see Ice-T and Rudger, Rudger Howard's really nice car. <laughs> They're driving a Jeep, it looks like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And here Ice-T starts with shit-talking the job. Oh yeah. He just gets a job that's paying him five hundred bucks a week and he's like, Hey, I don't know why you crazy motherfuckers like to go out and hunt shit, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think Rudger says some like stupid like hunter thing, like it's not about killing, it's not about death, it's about life or some shit. <laughs> yeah, and that's when he says, Whatever, crazy motherfucker. I don't care, you're paying me money. <laughs> and then we get to see then we get to see Ice T in a in an airplane. It, with some ADR line in it because I don't know why they did it but you don't even see him you see him you see the plane from like the outside and you see the back of his head yep. which might not be him because of the dreadlocks maybe they just put like a body double in for him to save on shooting and he's like where are we going yeah <laughs> and you can tell it's really it's an ADR line it's really heavy in it yeah it's super loud because I think I think they were like, oh, you know, goddamn it, the freaking airplane is so loud, like you can't hear shit. Or they're in a helicopter, right? Are they in a helicopter or an airplane? No, they're in like a little biplane, yes. not a biplane, like a little, you One know, of those like little a, private, like a rich guy plane or something yeah, that rich, rich people use to go hunting. Whatever Bill Burr uses to, to, to <laughs> there you go. Planes. But, uh, but, uh, and then there's a whole scene where um, he's in the plane and he looks back and he sees that there's a pig in there and he's like, why would you want to hunt this pig? <laughs> See, right there, he's not a good wilderness guy. No, and that's what that's, that's what a tip hurts off. Him. Who brings a pig to their hunting? Yeah. This is the pig we're going to hunt. And uh, Howard lets him know, like, no, that's actually our special guest. 
you know. Dum dum dum. So uh, let's see what happens to that special guest. Also, this is when I noticed that Rutger Hauer has one hell of a man ponytail sticking out his hat. What's great up until this point, he almost every time you see him, he almost has a different look. <laughs> Like clothes style and everything like that. At one point, he was almost like kind of like a little German Dutch boy painter. <laughs> yeah. Then he was kind of like a 1960s English businessman suit. And then he was kind of like in the white khakis, like a hunter style. But yeah, he's got a wardrobe. Yeah, Rutger Hauer likes to kind of, um, he wants to be so, um, he wants to change so much that if the cops need you to describe him, you don't know how. That's right. <laughs> he doesn't have a look. Just your average white guy. <laughs> You're like, well, he wore fancy shit. It was just like five or six different categories of it, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so we see his little, his nice little ponytail, and uh, Ice is getting things put up in the cabin and stuff. And we see a meeting of a bunch of uh, rich whites and Charles Dutton. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and this, they are all so happy because now they can go back to their room and go. I have one black friend. We go hunting all the time. Really, I'm cool. Don't worry. <laughs> yep, totally. And he, and it looks so suspicious too because they're like, "Yeah, go take this stuff to the cabin. Go take this stuff." And then the guys start meeting and they're talking to each other. And man, it is so like, especially oh, this is when we're introduced to Mr. Gary Busey. Oh, Gummy Busey. Oh, and he's like, he's already, Gary Busey's so thirsty. He's so ready. He's so ready for oh, this he's hunt. he's pumped already. He's yeah. like, are you sure? Is, is he a good one? Did you pick a good one? Did you get a good guy? He actually asked the question, does he got courage? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> kind of, that's kind of a little bit crazy. <laughs> but it's Gary Busey, so that was probably like take number 75 where he was just going crazy because does he have this yes. does he have that yeah yeah they probably just let him ad-lib that whole thing and he probably asked like 20 questions and you know what's even funnier is his name is dr hawkins in this movie and he's actually a, yeah. a doctor psychologist i think oh and then uh john c mcginley sporting a hell of a mustache in this one he this is when yeah. we were introduced to him and he's sort of like a texas cowboy kind of and he's wound up and ready oh, to go that too. Man is, you know, John C. McGinley has a certain way of acting where it's like he's got a giant stick up his ass, and he always looks like he's on the verge of a nervous break. Yes, or like he's like like on a three day coke binge, and he's like just starting to realize that his coke dealer isn't answering the phone fast enough. Yes, he's got and that. He's running out, and there's Oof. three lines left. And what's he going to do? And he already did the three lines. <laughs> Bang! They're gone. Yeah, the cocaine red is strong. With John C. McKinley. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so they're all talking about it and stuff. And then we get a little, they decide to cook up that pig and we get the this really weird dinner scene. My God. Don't they, isn't like, it looks like they almost just bring out the pig's head on the platter. I didn't see too much of the rest of the pig. Oh, yeah, they emphasize so hard on, on, on the pig head and we'll find out why they really focused on the pig head as being the hunted the animal that they're eating and it's just and like i think it was also to make us feel like eesh, like just give you that feeling of uneasiness and the more that this happens like the more that we're here the more gary Busey is getting super horny about hunting like just mm. super weird he he gives like a speech about each man out here will experience within themselves, so embrace it. Don't deny it. Like he gives this, mm-hmm. this whole thing about primal essence. 
<laughs> well, also don't forget you got F. Murray Abraham who brought his son. Yes, we on the yes. hunting trip. I didn't break down all the hunters. Yeah, we also have good old F. Murray Abraham and his his uh, I guess his adopted son. <laughs> Uh, I don't know his son who wants to study liberal arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, not quite the chip off the old yeah, block, as they say. We, oh, that's right, because he's got a great introduction. When he gets off the plane, he's introduced as Mister Wolf, <laughs> the most feared man on Wall Street, and this is his son Wolf Junior. Yep, two fucking spot on. Jesus Christ, Mister Wolf, Mister Wolf, and Baby Pup. You know, he changed his name. That's it. Nobody's named Mr. Wolf and works on Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, this is incredibly or on the nose. The, maybe the Wolf of Wall Street does, but that's another movie. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and you know, Howard is uh, saying some weird stoner shit as well. I don't know if you got any of what the hell he's talking about, but they're all being very... Um, what is the word? They're, they're, there's a lot of imp, they're implying a lot of shit here. They're dancing around it. They're not they're not talking straight. Let's yes, say. and he's doing such they're a good pussy job. Pussyfooting around something. Definitely, they start talking about food and shit, which acts as a metaphor to the way that they. And you have to look at the pig's face when you're eating him, <laughs> so you can look into his eyes and see his soul. And Ice T and Gary Busey are going back and forth, and turning the pig head from one person to the other. They're like spin spin the bottle, but with a pig head. <laughs> There is a good exchange where uh, F. Murray uh, gives um, our let's just call him Mr. Wolf because it's kind of funny. Um, Mr. Wolf gives Ice T a wine, uh, a, a little bit of wine, oh. and, uh, and and Ice T's like, "Damn, this is pretty good." And and, uh, and Mr. Wolf says, "Oh, it's four fifty a bottle. It better be good." And Ice T's like, "Damn, four 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 dollars and fifty cents. I should have bought this shit a long time ago." He's like, "No, four hundred and fifty. And Ice T nearly shits his pants and spits that out, <laughs> but he keeps it in because it's four hundred and fifty dollars a shot. <laughs> and I'm like, really, Ice? You look where you are. His name is Mister Wolf, the most feared man on Wall Street. They spent." More than four dollars and fifty cents on everything in that goddamn cap. Hell yeah! And I says something like, "I could have lived that. They could have lived off that for three weeks." <laughs> <laughs> well, he did. He did really work that twenty dollars. So, yeah, he did. He knows. He he uses his coupons. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, luckily, in the '90s, you could still do that coupon stuff where you could just get all kinds of shit if you were Mad into it. Mad Dog 2020, thirty percent off. <laughs> but buy two, get the get the third one, forty percent off. Always, all these weird sales. He's in on it, man. So, so then, uh, yeah, I think this is when they start talking, like you were saying, talking about the beady eyes and looking at your all kinds of shit. And then the cigarettes, the Dunhill Cigarette War comes up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Which I thought was really kind of like a crazy-ass scene. It was very weird, very weird. Because I, I know there's like, because um, don't they, doesn't he ask for a cigarette? Ice asked for a cigarette, right? He asked for one cigarette, and Gary Busey like, here, take the whole pack. And it's a pack of Dun Dunhills, which back then, you were just a prick if that's a cigarette that you smoked, Dunhill. <laughs> Unless you came from fucking England. And you were buying Dunhill cigarettes. You were just a prick. I'm sorry. <laughs> Only here you're gonna get get kind of smokers insider information. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't be a prick. Don't smoke Dunhill. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, take the whole pack of cigarettes. And Ice T's like, no, I don't want. I just want one. And he keeps pushing the pack on him. Ice T keeps pushing it away. And then he pulls out Gary Busey gummy, 
pulls out another pack and he goes, here, this settles it. I have another pack. And then Ice T takes the whole pack and puts it in his pocket. Yep. Check off cigarettes. Oh, God. That was such a whole thing. That was such a weird exchange. Yeah, it was really weird. And then it gets really fucking. This whole shit is weird because oh. then we get McGinley, who is co- cocaine red, like we said. This guy looks like he is on the ledge. He is tipping over. He's on the cliff. And he's so infatuated with the homie Ice, and Ice is sick of it. Mm. He's been staring at him <laughs> all fucking this night. This is where... This is where you have to wonder, why are these guys paying me 500 bucks a week to do a job I have no experience for? <laughs> They're asking me what kind of physical shape I'm in. They're getting me drunk with expensive wine. And this guy hasn't stopped staring at me intently for four hours. So Ice looks at him and says, yo, just ask me what you want to ask me. Like, what the hell do you want? So McGinley asks him, have you ever killed anyone? And Ice says, his wife and his kid. And McGinley goes on a level of cocaine madness that I can't <laughs> even explain in words. Yeah, he just pops. You have to watch it. It is intense as fuck. <laughs> this whole scene at the table is like the probably the best part of the movie. It is. Just having all these actors in this one room yeah. bouncing off each other. My God, it's intense. And, and I love it because... All this insanity is happening, like with with McGinley going crazy, and Rudger Hauer and Dutton are chill as fuck the whole time. They're like they're having a good time. They're like having a laugh. Yeah, Rudger Hauer and Mr. Wolf F. Murray are playing uh, chess all the way on the other side of yeah. the cabin while all this is going. They on. do not give a shit. They know that the that that some of these gentlemen are fairly eccentric <laughs> to say the least, and so I guess they are not surprised by their behavior, and so. You know, McGinley has to get pushed out of the damn cabin because he's about to try. And you hear him say a little something, like a little hint where he says, I'll get you tomorrow or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't wait to get you tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, it's rough. So then we, we break the scene from there and we see Ice with uh, with good old chompers. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, oh. and, uh, and then he tells him he's a doctor. Yeah. What kind of doctor are you? <laughs> This is where we find out he's... Oh, God. Go ahead, Daniel. Yeah, I can't do it justice. You have to do it. I I don't know if I can even do it justice, but I'm going to try. And, you know, God damn it. We'll get to this point, but Gary Busey, man. Oh, he should have been the prime time in this movie. Like, I could not get enough of his character. And, And so Ice is talking to him at the table, and he asks him about this scar that's on his face. And Gary Busey's like, oh, yeah, you want to know... uh you want to know where I got this scar? <laughs> it's a birthmark. It's a birth. Yeah, he, he refers to it as a birthmark. He got a he got a bulldog as a kid. What great dog! You know, bulldogs loyal, fun. Father gave it to him, and the and the fa- his father would give him uh, cherry bombs and M80s to throw at the dog. And at first, the dog was terrified. You know, scared as hell. And after a while, the dog wasn't scared at all of it. And after a while, they would go at a, they would have them go at dummies, rip them apart. They made the dog a goddamn lethal weapon, a fucking, a fucking enemy of the state. <laughs> so at 13 years old, he got that 12 gauge shotgun because that's a real men like Gary Busey get at 12 years old. <laughs> and everybody at the table is all nodding in agreement. Oh, I remember getting my first shotgun at 12 years old. I was old. like yes. begging for a, a BB gun at 12. <laughs> <laughs> I had a BB gun. At oh, I used my friend's BB gun at I twelve. Got into a lot of shit with that. Oh, thing. me too. Yeah, it just wasn't mine. But uh, we we used to play some BB gun fights back in the day. 
one pump rule oh you were smart so you had you didn't have the sucker you had the sucker getting the bb gun walking around with it and you were just using it so if anything happened it wasn't your gun you weren't in trouble exactly it was perfect it was perfect except for that one time i'm I'm probably never get to say this again in the show so uh me and my friends used to play this bb gun fights and um we would only do one pump roll but every now and then somebody would break it and i was up in a tree trying to get you know i'm thinking hey if i can get some higher ground i can just waste everybody i'll just get up high so i'm climbing up the tree my friend's sitting in a lawn chair and he just starts shooting random he's a oh my god he's like 40 yards away he's a good distance and he's just kind of shooting blindly into the tree it hits me literally in that little bit of skin right behind that thin skin between your ear and where your hairline starts it hit me right there in the back of my ear and it was so shocking of a pain that i let go of the tree and went through about three branches <laughs> and just boom <laughs> on the ground oh that was a good time Oh, the good old days. The good old days. Yes. Anyway, so uh, so we digress. <laughs> so we digress. Busey is in, in his in this whole fucking god damn it this alcoholic haze of some shit and he starts talking about this twelve gauge shotgun. His dad makes him fight that dog. The dog is going to kill him, or he's going to kill the dog. And I write down in my note: this movie hates. Dogs. <laughs> There's something happened. Whoever directed this movie or wrote this movie, something happened to that guy when he was a kid with a dog. A, a dog definitely did something because, my God. So Busey's talking about fighting the dog, and it's hard. And he's, like, getting all into it and shit. And eventually Busey says that he got behind the dog, put him in a, in a little lock, a headlock, broke his neck, and that was the day he became a man. Holy shit. And yeah, that's it's it's worth watching the movie just for this. Scene. Oh my god! It's really, it's just incredible because while he's doing, he's, he's doing the sounds of the cherry bombs going off sporadically, just like bam. He's so he's doing that crazy Gary Busey speech and just bam, 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 <laughs> kind of like the scene from Boogie Nights. Totally, yeah, yeah. With the firecrackers, <laughs> oh, there's a theme running through. Old people getting the shit beat out of them in your podcast and firecracker sounds. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we're we're trying to we try to And keep, mustaches. And mustaches, of course. You know, we try to can't forget that. We try to keep a decent theme in this show, you know, we, this is how we roll. And it's so funny because there's a slight little pause after Busey says his whole story and Ice is just like, Do your patients know about this story? <laughs> Yeah, because he's supposed to be a psychiatrist who works for the company. Yeah. By the way. Apparently. And uh, which I don't know. You say you work for the company. You usually don't work for the company, but it's Gary Busey. Yeah, and uh, Busey promptly tells him after that question. He goes, "No, but you do." <laughs> so uh, <laughs> creepy as hell. So then Howard take, takes Ice to his lodge where he's going to be staying, and it's a nice, pretty lodge with nice bed. Like this is probably the best that Ice has lived since he, I guess. I don't know. Apparently, killed his wife and his kid. We'll find out more about that. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Howard lets him know, hey, I'll tell you more about the job tomorrow. Just go ahead and rest easy and and have a good night. (laughs) And again, I'm like, dude, when are you going to, like, ask for the specifics? What am I supposed to be doing? Yeah, Ice is surprisingly... he kind of reminds me when I was in my single digit, like when I was like seven and seven or eight, and I would just go to a summer camp and just not asking. I would just be like kind of doing activities and not really know what the hell's going on, and you're not really. Yeah, but you were seven or eight. Yeah, Ice is a grown ass man, and he's just kind of rolling with the punches, as they say. 
He's just counting that money. That's yeah. Because he's like, you know, these crazy motherfuckers, they're going to pay me no matter what. And that might explain why they prefer to have uh, uh, homeless people be part of this team. Yeah, they'll be more pliable. They'll be more ready to uh, accept shit that maybe uh, somebody who is not homeless would be like, wait a second. Like, For 500 bucks a week, what exactly yeah. do you want me to do? Where's my W-2? <laughs> <laughs> 1099? Am I an independent contractor? What kind of benefits do you offer? And so uh, so it's morning time now, and Ice is sleeping peacefully until a damn giant gun just gets cocked right in his face. And uh, What a way to wake up. And then Howard does the, you know, just let me say here really quick. Uh, this is something that I noticed pretty much immediately. Jigsaw is a goddamn freaking hack because we see Rudger Howard say, We'd like to play a game. <laughs> and uh so yeah apparently the hunt begins now <laughs> apparently oh no they pull him out of bed and then they make him run a gauntlet of all the other people in the room with i'm gonna get you i'm gonna kill you and there's fucking gary Busey's face straight in he's his. like gang, 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 gang. <laughs> cocaine red has been up and already doing lines Oh, he is so fired up. He never up. went to sleep. He doesn't even blink in this scene. They're just kind of, they lift up. Ice-T is like trying to wake up. They lift him up. They start pushing him through that gauntlet. Like you said, they're all just yelling at him, staring at him in the face. It's like, and I think Ice-T at first is like, oh, maybe this is just an initiation thing because I'm new to this group. I'm new to this team. They're going to haze Yeah, him. like a haze. And again, that would make me more worried. Exactly. And and he's at first, he's trying to talk because he has a better relationship with Rudger Howard. And he's like, hey, man. Like, what's up with this? Like, what the hell's going on? And, and Howard's like, get the fuck out of here. We're going to give you a head start. And and then I think um, Dutton says something about yeah, as long as it takes us to eat a, leisure, a leisurely yes. breakfast. <laughs> well, look, you don't want indigestion. <laughs> yeah, especially when hunting. You don't want to have to. <laughs> and, you know, is it like the same thing with swimming? Like, you can't hunt for an hour after you've eaten something yeah. like that it's not good for you you get cramps yeah you don't want to get the bubble guts when you're trying to hunt a hobo you know you just Oof, that's not good <laughs> burping and farting all over in the woods yeah you're gonna let the homeless guy know that you're coming around the corner if you're freaking tooting on your way over there he's just like freaking crop dusting the whole forest <laughs> so uh, we uh so basically this is when we finally get to see because uh, we saw a little bit of this when when ice t was on and i just want to comment on this because this, we see ice t we saw ice t on that little treadmill we saw him running this is when we really see ice t runs like the way um i don't know how to explain it it's the way you would like pretend to run like he doesn't <laughs> I don't know. he runs like well let's put it this way the way that he runs now, he's going to probably use again in Tank Girl when he's pretending to be a rat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, it's so stiff and weird. Like, you would think, like, he's such a cool cat. Like, this guy's got to run badass, and he runs like a, like, I don't know. It's so stiff and weird. It's it's like the way a robot would run. It's, it's interesting to me. But anyway, maybe y'all didn't care about well, that. Well, I'll tell you, there's one thing on uh, Law & Order SVU that Ice-T is famous for. There's two things, actually. He hates it when anybody, a suspect, steps on his brand new sneakers, <laughs> and he hates it when they make him run. I knew it. So, so he is not he a runner. A history. No. You know what it seemed like? Like maybe he's flat-footed or something. I don't know how to explain it, but it, y'all let me know. Let me know about what you thought about Ice-T's run, because it is just an interesting thing. I need to watch more of his stuff to see if he runs in other movies. And let's hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe you'll give us an explanation. I just feel like he looked a little stiff and unnatural is all. He had a pebble in his shoe. He's like, I, oh, ah. <laughs> he had a pebble in his shoe, just like Sam Elliott. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's an acting choice. I gotta admit, it would have been dope if they just worked in the Bigfoot out of nowhere during this whole fucking movie. Uh, well, there's a scene where some wildlife comes That's in. That's true. Play. That would have been a good spot to copy-paste them in there, but kind of like the way Sam Elliott's movie was, but uh, not quite. We don't get that. Or if Sam Elliott pulled up. Oh, he's like, we need some help. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and he joins with iced tea, and they beat the shit You're like, out of nice stash, like son. Uh, so, um, oh, and this is when we find out that, so they tell Ice-T to run. They shoot at his feet to get him to run, but just before they do that, they let him know if he, apparently... If he makes it to civilization, he's free. And if you don't, then may God have mercy on you. Yep. So he starts running. They, they they throw him out there. And, and you know, it's kind of intense. But then we also get into the cabin and we see uh, everyone having that leisurely breakfast. They were not joking. They had a leisurely fucking breakfast. And is this the part where McGinley is questioning Dutton? Oh, no, that was at the dinner with like, oh, this is really great pig. This is great meat. How'd you know this pig was going to taste really good? How'd you know? And McGinley's like, oh, you just add, you just know after a while. You pick a good pig. And they're talking about That was at the yeah. dinner with Ice. So, too. yeah, earlier I said a line where it just sounds like they're just doing like some metaphor about killing. <laughs> but if you're paying attention, Ice tea. <laughs> And not just thinking about that 500-week paycheck. Yeah, they were definitely, definitely just talking about Ice-T and like having, trying to have a conversation with him in front of him and just referring to the pig. And it, Oh, gosh. it's. I, I think once you've seen this movie once, watch it again. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, because, I mean, it's a fun action movie. It's a good, you know, just put on and watch it in the background. It totally is, yeah. It's like a good hangover movie. Just kind of play it while you're hanging out, just chilling trying to get over if, oh so then uh derek is like mentioning his hesit like he has a hesitance about killing ice yeah are we really gonna hunt a human yeah he cannot believe it and f murray's like bro you came out with your damn mom bro he's like you look you son of a bitch <laughs> i fucking killed mozart you can kill ice tea and his, his pops a real asshole about it he's like he's just a homeless man he's worth nothing he, like like no one cares He's a piece of shit. He's less than a piece of shit. <laughs> He's a real dick about it, man. I was like, oh. His name is Mr. Wolf from Wall Street. So. Yeah, that's true. And also, you know, I'll, I'll give F. Murray some some credit. This dude holds his own as well in this freaking movie. Oh, I meant yeah. to mention him He's earlier. He's F. Murray Abraham. He's a great Holy actor. Holy shit. Like, all the actors in here just hold their own. They could have all been in their own shit. Like, he's so good. Yeah, you're right. That had to be really intimidating. If that's your first movie and you're a rapper... You know, any musician, you're doing your first movie, and then you have that kind of cast around you. That's really got to be daunting. It is terrifying. I, I would not have... My God. Like, these guys are heavy hitters. And so, yeah, so he basically holds Derek up to the wall. It's like, motherfucker, we are going to hunt this dude. I don't give a shit what you think about it. And that's the end of it. Yeah, this is where we find out he paid $50,000. So Rutger Hauer and Charles Dutton's got this little thing. And let me ask you, Daniel... <sighs> Am I completely off? Did, is there some kind of vibe going on with Rucker and Charles Dutton? <laughs> there is definitely a history there. There's looks that they're giving to each other. There's one scene where Rutger Howe all of a sudden has a butterfly that's in a 
glass thing with a frame on it and he holds it up and he's looking at it and the camera zooms in and the other side of it is going to Charles Dutton's face and he's looking back at it and I'm like yeah all hmm. I could think of was okay a couple things here's one thing I could think of these guys have known each other for a long time and I think they started this right and they have a very close relationship maybe closer than we know but I think they started this, and they, they are the ones that arrange having all these stupid rich guys come out and pay that much money. So they've been there, done Oh, that, yeah, yeah. Right? I think they're definitely they're the, uh, the two they're bosses. They're the OG. The because Dutton is the one who's finding the pig and the homeless people, and Ruck is the one who's getting the 50 grand from Mr. Wolf and Gummy. So I'm thinking, you know, part of it is they have a very close relationship, and a part of it is like, let's watch these little, let's watch our puppets dance. You know what I mean? Could be. I don't know. I just kind of got that feeling. And I'm like, yeah, at that time in the movies, you know, <laughs> they really couldn't say anything. So maybe it's kind of like a little bit of a hint. You know, like Friday, um, not, yeah, Friday the 13th. Not Friday the 13th. Oh, shit. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Oh, two. Bobby's going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just fucked myself up with Bobby. I am so sorry, Bobby. <laughs> so, uh, and you know, and Rucker Howard does have a kind of... Um, he doesn't even really he seems so like oh i don't know how to explain it like he is so weird this whole time he doesn't get kind of tough and scary until oh way later for, for the oh, most yeah. part he's kind of carefree is that's the word i was like he's very carefree he's getting paid no matter what yeah he, he doesn't give a shit so uh ice is running like a mofo this dude is just running and running and Busey's getting he's getting the itch he's like are you all ready to go out there start hunting i'm ready you know, and Hauser's like tells him, calm the hell down. Yeah, have some you fruit. Know? <laughs> yeah, get a little fruit in you. You don't want to get scurvy out there. And uh, and Busey's like, I feel something about this. I just feel. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. And it, isn't this when Rutgers says something like he pulls Busey close to him and he says something about the dog? And that kind of calms Busey down a little bit. He does bit. do some kind of weird magic trick with him. And I didn't even catch it. But yeah, he does say something in his ear to kind of like get him to shut the fuck up and relax. He's a Busey whisperer. He is. And, you know, there aren't many out there. <laughs> no, there's not too many people who can get Gary Busey to shut up. <laughs> and, uh, and now Derek, they want Derek to eat. Derek is obviously acting real weird. Like you never want to get into – you never want to go into a um, – uh, you never want to go into something like that you've planned out and have one of your guys looking like he's iffy about the whole thing because you just know that's going to mess up the whole vibe. Mm-hmm. And Derek is looking all depressed and emo and shit. And uh, he looks like he's ready to puke at any yeah. moment. And they're like, hey, just eat, eat, eat a little something. He's like, I'm not hungry. And they're hoping. Cocaine guy is hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He jumps right up and grabs Oh, yeah. The he's plate. like, oh, we're well, going to eat that. Well, uh, go ahead and bring that over to me. <laughs> I really like how we did that too. It's so good. <laughs> and uh and so F Murray actually he decides to freaking just uh what do you call it? Like he goes up a level. He he just he doubles down. He decides he's going to put $1000 down that his son will draw first uh, blood. Yeah. All right. I had a problem with this. You're paying $50,000 a person. So he just spent $100,000. Not that's probably not even considering the fees of getting there and everything else. It's just 50000 bucks a pop to get to Rutger Hauer's cabin. Yep. And he's going to bet $1,000? <laughs> you know, I. so to me that tells me $1,000 probably isn't a lot to Mr. Wolf. He really doesn't believe his son's going to get first blood. 
Or maybe it's just like, one of the, you know what it is? It's like from trading places where they're so rich, money doesn't even matter. So $1,000 is the same thing as betting That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe that doesn't matter. But it was interesting. And he's so, I, I, I don't know if he thought that would kind of get his, his, Derek's blood pumping a little and get him hyped. But Derek. Yeah, he's trying to embarrass him. Yeah. And everyone's laughing and not taking Derek very serious. And it's obvious he's, he's a little flat in the front for this whole situation understandably of course but uh flat in the front wow i've never heard that before <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as i heard it i knew exactly what you meant <laughs> and uh so this is messed up here we get out of the cabin everyone's done with their breakfast i'm thinking these guys are doing like a hardcore hunt you know it would have been dope if they were on horses or something <sighs> this is another part that drove me crazy yeah they're on ahead. motorcycles and atvs in this bitch so they, i mean they barely give them you a have chance. to stick to the road <laughs> you have to stick to the road there's only one guy in a motorcycle who can go veering off but everybody else has to stick to the fucking and road. what's even more bullshit is the fact you know they're gonna catch up to him it almost feels too rigged because it's like if you're going out there on foot to hunt this dude down that's one thing but you're kind of like and yeah you're right the atvs hold them back anyway so they do eventually have to get on foot but like you said motorcycles and stuff like that they're gonna catch up pretty quick and at least get into the vicinity and obviously this is someone's land like they've been in there they know it uh, this could be like a national park or something like that but how do you even follow tracks if you're zipping around at 30 miles an hour bumping all up and down on ATV? yeah i don't it, it was weird at first i was thinking oh maybe they put a tracker on them and they just really want to get to them and start you know yeah, that's that would be hardcore cheating so that's when i realized okay no they're just uh kind of but it's also still cheating you give the guy a half an hour head start on foot and then you jump on something that goes 50 miles an hour to chase him down. And it's funny because McGinley gets, oh, my God, Cowboy McGinley. Oh, cocaine He's dreams, like, cocaine dreams. Like, I saw something. I see I him. See him. <laughs> I see him. I see this human being. And also, McGinley is dressed like a guy from Jurassic Park. Like, <laughs> Oh, not only that, yeah. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Yeah, because Derek kind of had, he looks like one of the um, rebel guys from Empire Strikes Back on the planet. Totally, Earth. yes. He's got that same vest on, he's got the same cap, and he's got those big su- uh, snow goggles <laughs> on. And every time I'm looking at him, I'm like, he looks like he's ready to fight the Empire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone has, you can tell the director was like, I want everyone to have a distinctive look. Because they all look a little different in, like, hunting style. It's like you're picking out yes. a character in a fucking video game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you can tell them apart. Yeah, they all have the downloadable... They all have the DLC for the latest. I unlocked this special costume, yes. <laughs> and so, so McGinley comes out, and he starts shooting in the direction he thought he saw something. And he's just, like, getting pissed off. He's like, I, I think he gets, like, super fired up because he thinks that they kind of ruined the shot or, like, he thought he saw something. And, and Busey's... It was a deer. That's what's crazy. It was a... You can plainly see it was a deer running through the woods. And that's why I'm like, he's, I see something. I see something. I'm like, it's a fucking deer, you ass. You hunter. You don't know the difference between a deer and a and person. And Busey tells him something like, well, you sure as hell killed that tree, you some bitch. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's not the first tree that's going to get no. killed. The, the, oh, trees take a hit in this movie. Let's. This movie hates dogs and hates. Let's trees. have a moment of silence for the trees. <laughs> I didn't think you're actually gonna do it. <laughs> the worst thing that you can do on radio or podcasting is dead silence. <laughs> <laughs> 
Everybody, your listening device is not broken. No, no, that was a moment, and I hope you had shut the hell up too while we had that moment for the trees. So, so then um, Ice ends up finding a, a cabin out in the woods, just a random one. He's looking for guns. He's trying to figure out if there's anything in there he can use. No, he backtracks to the original cabin. I thought he went to a different cabin. No, this is oh, their that's cabin. Right. He backtracks. Yeah, so that's how he kind of tricked him because this is what's kind of stupid about their whole plan is the fact that they're just taking it for granted that he went the exact direction that they saw him originally take off in the in the morning. And he actually decides to backtrack. I, I don't know why in my notes I thought that he was at a different cabin because I didn't realize he was at the, the original. But we find out pretty soon after that that's, where, that's what he did. And he's looking for guns and stuff. And... Um, He's realized, uh, th- and they also realize that he may have gone back to the cabin. Yeah, they kind of like pull a psychic move because all of a sudden they just stop and they go, "Wait a second, Rutkahawa!" And again, here we go with the special connection. He looks at Charles Dutton. He goes, "Do you think he?" And he goes, "He'd be the first one who did." And then they, boom, they just know yeah. right away he went back to the they're, cabin. They're just godlike in tune with each other. It's it's interesting, you know something's going on you know on when you it only only some real moments can create that kind of connection and <laughs> they were in the shit together and not. yeah they, that's what i was thinking maybe they fought wars together but so then ice finds the room where they actually happen to keep trophies of all these homeless guys that they kill and guess what they keep them in 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 big old aquarium <laughs> in futurama jobs yeah, futurama you hacks <laughs> I think I saw Nixon, a guy that... <laughs> <laughs> Alexander Hamilton was there. <laughs> so, uh, so they're heading... <laughs> Lucy Lou. <laughs> so they're heading back, they're heading back door. Um, oh, so they head back to the cabin, and uh, I starts. he finds chemicals that they use to keep those heads, like, not totally rotting inside those fucking jars. Yeah, and he's pouring it all he's over. He's pouring it all over. He's ready to just start lighting this bitch on fire. He lights his bitch up. And and he goes he goes out the back and of course when the guys come to the cabin to see where he's at nobody circles around the perimeter of the cabin they all go toward mm-hmm. the front <laughs> and they announce their name they bang in the door and like Mason we're here <laughs> we're out to we're, we're coming to get you <laughs> don't move this is like Home Alone like level of idiotic like just just idiocracy or is it idiotic? though none of those are words it's it's stupid (laughs) it's stupid and so f murray is uh he's he's up on the on the second floor and he gets trapped in the fire he's sucking wind and all of a sudden his son loves him again yeah because they have these the other thing too is they have these headsets on yes and uh, the son is outside he's like dad dad do you need me do you need and i'm thinking f murray abraham bet a thousand bucks that his son gets first blood. Why is he running into the cabin trying to kill Ice T first? <laughs> well, it is first blood. Maybe he was just gonna hold down Ice T and then have his son like scratch him in the cheek. There you go. <laughs> he's like, there you go, first blood, one thousand. It. It's see, he's missed the wolf from Wall Street, so it's those little fucking technicalities <laughs> that get you, little fucker. <laughs> So, so you know, Derry's like, Dad, Dad, let me go get you. And he finds the dad, and he goes, and, and he's fucking choking on smoke. And Busey figures something out. He's like, you know what? This son of a bitch is in the back. And this is when we get possibly the greatest intro of any Busey scene of all time. He 
This is <laughs> my God. Mm. This is another part that's just watch worth watching it just for this. In part. fact, in the trailer alone, it made me jump because I just wasn't expecting full Busey. If they don't have that in the trailer, just think how powerful that Holy is. Watching shit. that either in the movie theater the first time when it's out or watching it home video stoned and he just comes he's busting like, through he's, that. And he's holding a giant-ass blade. He's like, ah! And he just comes out of the flames. The gums are out. The teeth The are fire's out. behind him. He's glowing. I actually shared this image on Instagram. So take a look at my Instagram if you want to see that. He looks so fired up. They start fighting. This might be the greatest. And it's what kind of sucks. They kind of... They kind of bust their in the <laughs> yeah they shot their wand because this was a really badass scene and Busey decides he you know he's at first he's fighting with that knife and he's all you know what i want to go bare hands to kill this son of a bitch and they start fighting and they have quite a fight here man it's pretty fun yeah there's a cool scene where he throws iced tea up against the cabin door and iced tea starts smoking oh yeah that's right <laughs> like shit that fucking that door was hot. hot as hell and uh, they go back and forth swinging on each other, and eventually Ice is able to get a little bit of an advantage and throws his ass straight up into the freaking window back into the cabin where all of a sudden shit starts exploding, of course. Perfect timing. And Busey lights up in fire. You see his teeth come out. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like those little uh, funny play teeth that are just chattering on yeah, the ground. Yeah, that's, it's just ash and then... <laughs> <laughs> so then I starts running like a robot out to the woods and and Derek yeah, sees Derek him. eyeballs him and he's super hesitant he doesn't yell out like he should be like hey there he is he's running no he's quiet and uh and so they they start going and and Derek meets up with the rest of the crew and they can tell right away he's hiding some shit they're like hey man did you see something and uh he's like no uh uh he's just quiet and eventually yeah he doesn't know how to sell a bullshit lie he just looks at he doesn't say anything to rucker howard which means you're lying. <laughs> yeah. well rucker howard does have that stare like i i couldn't even lie it to him he's terrifying to me oh yeah because the other thing too is he grabs the kids he face, does he does some creepy shit and then with his thumbs he puts them underneath the kids eyes and he just pulls them all the way down so he has like almost like like a, that ghoul look to his eyes i'm like okay i'm gonna tell you whatever you want to know <laughs> And uh, and so, yes. What is up, everybody? I know this is a little uh, side piece right here. A little side piece. <laughs> Y'all know you got your side pieces out there. You know? I don't. I don't. I'm a good man. Anyway, um, we missed a very funny kind of weird part in this movie. We just kind of skipped over. We were trying to, trying to get through the movie beat by beat, but we missed this beat. There's that part where um, when Ice gets away, goes into the woods, and Derek doesn't say anything. He's running, and Ice is just running and running, and he runs. He starts looking back, and all of a sudden, he hears, freaking wolf. There's a damn wolf. And, you know, I I kept wondering, are there going to be any wild animals in this movie, a bear or something? Boom, we got that answer. And he runs into the wolf, and he's like, holy shit. And the wolf is growling at him. He's snarling. He's looking like he's about to attack him. And Ice just... He does exactly what his name is. He just acts cool as a cucumber. And he tells the wolf, like, hey, ch- ch- hey, 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 you got your shit. I got my shit. Let's just chill out. We'll be all right. And uh, he just does this. I don't know. I guess he's a wolf whisperer. I don't know. But he's able to kind of back out of the situation. And it's all good. But it is a really funny, like, one of those few comedic moments in this movie. Because there's not a whole bunch of comedic moments. But I really like that one. And we were bummed that we missed it. So back to the show.
So they they decide to go ahead and follow out that direction that he went, and uh, they they are able to corner ice. Um, it's it's basically they have them right there, and ice is ice just hit a cliff where now there's just a giant freaking waterfall of rib, like just river water, rushing river water, and he's like, well, bug it, I guess I got to jump. So he jumps, and at the same time, McGinley comes in and shoots, and I think F. Murray also shot. And he gets super yes, they fucking shoot. pissed. <laughs> you took my shot. You, you stole my shot. Don't ever take my shot. Don't ever take my shot. I'll fucking kill you, man. Don't take my line. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, McGinley is so hungry, man. He wants to take this dude out so bad. And that's what I kind of like. I like the whole he, dynamic of these dudes. Like they're all they don't they're not all super familiar with each other. So they all have their weird things going on well yeah because each one is paying 50 grand so it's like you know like a weekend and you don't know who you're showing up with but what's crazy on this scene is there's a part where it looks like he almost goes off the side of the cliff himself oh yeah he got close because i think charles dutton like has to grab him and it looks like he almost because he off. slides in like fast as yeah. hell and he almost falls off and i really wanted him to fall but he didn't but you know what it was worth the wait so anyway so <laughs> Ice somehow finds a way out of the river. I don't know how the hell he survived that as well as he did. He is... Because the stuntman did Yeah, it was a stuntman. The stuntman has all the bruises because Ice looks completely great throughout most of his movie. Even the dreads are in mm-hmm. decent condition. <laughs> and uh, although he did... His clothes never stay wet for long. That's true. And, and, and we did see him trim up the dreads a little bit when he was at the hotel back earlier in the film. So I think he was able to clean them up and get them ready for this kind of adventure. So that helped. But uh, somehow his cigarettes are still dry. This is another part that drove me crazy because as an ex-smoker, I can tell you that if you're walking in the rain for like 10 or 15 minutes without an umbrella, your cigarettes are fucked. And so is your Bic lighter (laughs) that will never light once it's wet. (laughs) But it's a movie. I wanted to ask you about this because I was like, Wait, is this company just known for making, like, the greatest fucking packaging of all time? Uh, well, here's, here's the thing. When I saw that, I was like, are they that much, are they that clever that they're setting this up in the beginning of the movie that the package is Dunhill? Because Dunhill, the one thing, was a harder box yeah. than the average, like, a pack of Marlboros or a soft pack or anything like that. So it could take a little bit more, you know, sitting on it, maybe, and it's not going to crush everything. But there's no way that thing's fucking My God. And then this is... um. This is also around the same time he's uh, he, he kind of gets an idea. And you're like, okay, so he has some kind of idea up his sleeve. And we see McGinley using a butyrol pump, which is what you have what you use when you have asthma. And this is, I think, the second time we saw him use it. So we know this is some kind of weird little shtick that he has. You yeah, know? it's crazy. Yeah, because they just have it like it's nothing in your face. And I don't even know. Does it really even like pay Doesn't off? Doesn't really. And movies. I kept thinking it was. Like I thought maybe something would happen. But no, it's just like a, a thing. It's a new system of delivery of cocaine. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah this whole is. time he's throwing cocaine powder down his damn gullet. <laughs> and uh, and so, yeah. <laughs> and so he's uh, he's going. Uh, he's they're, they're still hunting for him and they're all fired up. McGinley ends up. They see, I guess they see the smoke or something, right? Or something like that. They re, they oh, they smell cigarettes. Yeah, and he goes, That stupid son of a bitch is smoking. Like, oh, what a dumb idiot. So McGinley decides to go a different direction and uh, he's kind of walking, and the rest of the team is looking and they see that there's nothing there, so they walk away. But McGinley, who went a different direction, works his way to the tree and realizes, Oh, shit, it's just fucking cigarettes attached to a tree. 
and Ice-T, he looks up, and Ice-T is just coming down, boots down, full boots. Ghost T. He pops up out of Ghost T. And he just freaking wrecks him, man. And puts him over his shoulder, and he starts walking out. This is very, like, this is when the movie started feeling like, are we going to go, like, a Rambo route with this? Yeah, because now the movie kind of, like, starts really picking up. Yeah, and, like, he's trying to, he's basically, his goal is to get out. Ice is done with this these dudes he wants to waste them he knows what they did to all these other homeless guys he's representing the people man and he's ready to kill them off one by one so now it's nighttime and uh uh, the rest of the team is just chilling because it's it's late so they're gonna wait till the morning to get his ass but uh they can tell where ice is because he has a bright ass flashlight on in the cave There's a whole mountainside. There's two fucking holes in the side of the mountain, and he keeps the fucking lantern going the whole night through. <laughs> and McGinley and I just go back and forth talking shit to each other, and obviously McGinley is like has his hatred for him because he had found out about the whole thing of him killing his wife and his daughter, as far as he knows, and and he sees McGinley freaking out well, about bugs and shit, right? <laughs> well, yeah, no, because McGinley says that somebody just like you followed my daughter to school. Yep. And killed her. So that's why he's been clocking iced tea this whole Which time. Which sounds super judgmental. Just like you. What are you saying, McGinley, you racist son of a bitch? Well, we know what he's saying. Well, not McGinley. Yeah, we're just calling him McGinley. He's playing a character here who's on cocaine yes. and has asthma. And is afraid of And bugs. is afraid of but Yeah, so I see kind of like uh, fucks with them a little bit. He's like, what's the matter, cowboy? You ain't never slept on the ground before? <laughs> I sleep in a bed. Yeah, he's like, I sleep in a bed. I'm not an animal. <laughs> this whole movie is so like I can't, I I can't tell how serious it wants me to take it because some of these di- some of this dialogue back and forth, especially this part, is kind of fucking hilarious to me. That's what makes oh, the movie it's good. So fun. It's not it's serious, but it's not too serious. And uh, Ice T, you know, he gets some sentimental points because he's like, just because you sleep on the ground doesn't mean you're an animal. It just means you're poor. Yeah, I used to sleep in a bed with a wife. Yeah. Because here's where we find out the backstory, what really happened to Ice-T's family. Yep, this is, uh, this is when he gives the entire story. I don't know if you want to uh, kind of summarize what happened. Uh, I think basically what it was is that he was a superintendent of like a slum building. And he kept trying to get the city to come and inspect the building to take care of the wiring and all that shit. And nothing happened. And while he was out, the building caught fire. And his family kill, uh, got uh, burned to death, and that's why he says that he killed his family. Because he feels like he he feels so, like he hesitated too long to be to be able to get that fixed, so he blames himself for it. And and um, McGillian even tells him like, so "You said you killed them, though." And he's like, "They're yeah." He's like, "They're dead, aren't they?" So he puts the the weight on his own shoulders, and so now in the morning they end up finding McGinley all tied up in the cave, and uh, they untie him. <laughs> And he all of a sudden doesn't want to bother keep hunting ice. Like, he's just like, you know. Yeah, I want to go home. I, my favorite line is, I'm breaking up with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> if someone had left my... Uh, so, I, I've been in... I've been in a band since I was like 14 years old. If someone had ever left the band and said that, I would have been like, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> you'd beat the, You'd beat them out. Oh, That's my what God. <laughs> I'm going to break up with you guys. 
<laughs> yeah, in the beginning, he's like, oh, forget about him. Even if he survives, he's not going to go to the cops. Even if he goes to the cops, they're not going to believe him. And that's not something you want to tell Rutger Hauer and Charles Dunn. Yeah, they are. Uh, this is apparently a family. And when it comes down to family, if anyone wants to leave, you shoot him in the forehead. <laughs> well, you tell them, I'm going to shoot you in the back. And then when he turns around, he goes, really? And he goes, no, I lied. <laughs> And then Dutton shoots him in the head. It is so hardcore. So that's like something they must have worked out before. That's like, again, they have this long history where this is what we're going to do. I'm going to threaten to shoot him in the... Oh, I know. I know what we're going to do. Okay. We've done this t- <laughs> 10 times before. I know. Don't have to tell me. Yeah, like they've done this shit before. There's always probably one of the hunters who bitches out. And and I'm sure they have this bit down now. And it, it, man, he goes out hard, dude. He's dead. Derek starts acting like a little bitch again because he got all scared and they have to calm him back down. And all of a sudden, Ice gets on the comms because now he has, um, I guess he got... Uh, um, yeah, he took he McKinley's, McKinley's headset. Yeah, and he says some shit that I don't remember. He tries to take a shot at Howard and Dutton uh, at that point because he says something, right? I forget what he tells him. He calls him a sellout. That's right. Yeah, he calls Dutton a sellout. <laughs> And it, he takes a shot at him, but he misses because they see a reflection or some shit of his gun or something in the sun. Yeah, because yeah, because he's got now he's got McGinley's shotgun, and I'm thinking, is a shotgun? Does that have that kind of range? Yeah, I know that was risky. I I don't. He probably should have gotten a little closer, but I know that would have been risky too. But he tries his best, but he misses pretty rough. And so now they're like, okay, now we know what direction he's in. Let's let's go get him. So now the team runs into a river and they start following along looking for him. But it looks like Ice, uh, Ice, <laughs> Ice's homeless hiding skills have come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's hiding in a log. <laughs> he's just hiding in a log, and the rest of the, the 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 team is looking for him, and they're going down the river. And I think it's uh, Dutton who's like, I don't know, I don't feel good about this. I feel like he's, you know. I don't think he's out here. And Ice heads to one of the ATVs and he pulls an electrical line from it and puts it in the gas tank. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and Dutton is half out of the movie. Oh, my. <laughs> did you have that written down? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> that is solid gold. Half a champagne. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, I love this, though. This is so campy because... You know he he does that and, and ice gets on the other atv because they see him and they see him flip on the you know turn over the engine and he's taking off yeah and they don't shoot they don't. at him rutger hauer has a clean shot and this right is what him. i don't know if, if for rutger hauer this is all about the experience because yeah um they actually show rutger hauer in his scope having a good shot at his back and instead he shoots the tire because i think he just was like oh, i'm not done i want this to keep going and yeah he's yeah, playing with like yeah he's playing mouse. with the prey and then uh, Dutton gets on his ATV, flips that shit on. Damn, man, Kablamo. So he's there and he's like in shock. His his legs look like half eaten lasagna on the floor. No, his legs are vaporized. Oh, yeah, just, they got a, his legs are buried. Whatever's left is just uh, just meat, flesh, and blood. It's pretty rough to look at. Howard says he has to put Dutton to bed and chokes him out in the weirdest ass way possible. I have never seen this in any movie before or since. And again, the way Rutger Howard does it, it's almost lovingly. Oh, yes. Yeah. 
he just takes his first four fingers and just puts them somewhere on his neck and just presses and, and that's it and End also i kind of wanted to say i think this kill was sponsored by oakley because they have a nice close-up shot of rudger <laughs> oh, Howard. Yes, yes i saw that <laughs> You just get this close-up shot of his hunting glasses. You're going to be in the most dramatic part of the movie. Everybody's going to be paying attention to what's going on. And then we're going to have a close-up of Oakley. <laughs> so then uh, F. Murray tells his adopt his uh, I keep wanting to call him his adopted son. <laughs> he, he could tell- be. It could be the mailman's kid. Be. Who knows? The tennis, the tennis instructor. Totally. Kid. More than likely. Uh, and he tells, he tells Derek uh, he's sorry that you know it didn't have to be like this and derek tells him that he'll try to help him he's gonna help him kill ice but he'll never forget this shit he's not a goddamn serial killing asshole like his pops <laughs> so so their relationship is needless to say tense it's fucked. it's completely fucked <laughs> and so uh now they go and uh, ice runs into another cliff which is a common occur- uh, common occurrence in this in this wood in these woods out here and i starts um he knows he needs to get across that cliff so he just starts wasting all his bullets on the tree because he's trying to get it to fall over across the cliff and of course the tree falls in the most perfect way possible my god mm-hmm. it's like a video game it's just the right length everything yep. oh it's perfect and uh Howard and derek and, and f murray head across they they see the tree and at first i think um uh is it is it derek that goes first no, Rutger goes first, and then F. Murray Abraham is going to go, and then his son goes, no, hold on, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm sick of your shit. So he goes, Derek goes second, and F. Murray stays on the tree. And I'm watching this, and going, the two of you are on the log at the same time. Didn't anybody ever see the original King Kong? <laughs> He's just going to come out and flip the fucking log over, and you're dead. <laughs> yeah, obviously, uh, I think at the at the moment, they just weren't thinking as clearly as they should have. Well, there's something else that they're not thinking about because one, when the two of them are on the log, Ice-T pops up and starts throwing rocks at yep. them. Yeah. And F. Murray Abraham says, he's behind us, which means F. Murray Abraham didn't go across the log yet. So that means he's behind F. Murray Abraham who's on the same side. Logistically, I don't think that worked yeah, out. Yeah, that's weird and confusing. What the hell? Yeah, that is weird. And he start. I know he. I, I remember him throwing the the stones, and I know Derek is like freaking out. He's be, he's, yeah, he, he gets he goes out. full flat on the front again. He was being tough. We saw tough Derek for about four minutes. Yep, that's what you get for being tough Oof, when you're not. Man, he unfortunately loses his grip, and goes out like a little bitch. And F. Murray Abraham gives that scream. <laughs> <laughs> and again. Rutger Howard just whispers in his ear with, well, let's get the son of a bitch to death. And F. Murray Abraham's okay again. He's yeah, because at cool. first F. Murray's like, oh, I gotta, we got to call the cops. We got to do something. We got to get an ambulance. And, you know, Howard's just the, the, the whisperer, man. He knows how to get you back into there. He just, I think he wanted to see all this unfold. It's like he wrote the movie or something. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's, this is all for his enjoyment, totally, dude. This is how he gets his, you know, he gets his, you know, gets off on this shit. And, um, and so, uh, Howard was uh, taking shots at ice at this moment, and he actually got a bullet in him, it looks like, right? I think he hit him, like, in the shoulder or some shit. 
Yeah, probably. It's usually in the movies you get shot in the shoulder because you can't really see it too much and doesn't affect Yeah, it makes people feel like, oh, yeah, he could still kind of move. But could he move so well that he's able to grab a branch on the way down off a cliff and hold himself up? And hold on. Holy shit. (laughs) So Ice jumps off a cliff. He jumps on. He catches the branch. He's on. He's on the branch. They're trying to shoot him, but they don't have a good angle, so they decide they need to go around. And in this process, Ice is able to kind of find his way back to the cliff and climb his way back up. Uh, which just, I was blown away. I was like, so this guy, who's a homeless guy from New York, and is obviously has no training whatsoever, he did a pretty mm-hmm. decent job. <laughs> He's outsmarting all these professional hunters and CIA spooks. Oh, it's a classic fallen ass backwards in the success story. You got to love it. And uh, so, yeah. So then at this point, I think uh, they're they're going for him. They're trying to find him now. And F. Murray's yelling and trying to be like a classic bad guy. He's like, we'll find you. We're coming. And, and Howard tells him to shut the fuck up because... <laughs> This is what they. This is what Ice wants us to do. He wants us to be. He wants to be able to know where we're at. You need to shut the hell up. We need to just hunker down. We need to be quiet, and we'll find him. He'll come to us. Yeah, because he wants us now. He wants yes. us. So let's let him come to. It gets us. very hunty, and then Howard Howard starts going full commando. He's like putting on shitload of face makeup. Oh yeah. <laughs> The predator is not going to be able to see <laughs> yeah, him. He starts putting mud on his face and shit. Apparently, Ice has like a fucking heat vision. And uh, yeah, so this was the battle that I think Rudger Howard was trying to get to this whole damn time. Oh, this scene with F. Murray Abraham is incredible because he just stands up after a while because I guess he's sick and tired of waiting sick for of Ice shit. T to yes. show up. And he just starts wandering around and he's going, Mason, I don't have a gun. I don't have a gun. And then he immediately... Bam, bam. He empties his fucking <laughs> And gun. it's funny because, uh, so like, I guess what they're trying to show is that Ice is trying to egg him on to shoot. And Ice is all of a sudden. Yeah, because it looks like he's running all over. Yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden, Ice is Jason. like super running powers. <laughs> <laughs> like, did he die off the cliff and now he's a ghost? Ghost team, <laughs> ghost team, man, and and then also this is funny because uh, F. Murray also has like a little flat cap and he looks like a little newsy boy this whole time. So you're not taking him serious at all. <laughs> so all of a sudden, Ice comes out of nowhere and they start fighting, and you know F. Murray holds his own for a little bit, but not for very long. Uh, this was a little unbelievable. Ice T would knock him the <laughs> fuck out in one or two shots. The fight went on for longer than it should have, for real. It was a short fight, but it really went on long. And again, there's Rutger Hauer. He's got a clean shot. He does. He's just hanging out. He's just waiting. He's just like, nah, I'm just going to let this unfold, see what happens. It's so weird, man. It's just... In- oh, and then this whole time when this fight, um, this is one, one of those moments where the soundtrack gets super 90s because it's like butt rock guitar, you know? It's just like... <laughs> well, this soundtrack had like a plethora of all different musical styles. It really it's, it's all over the place. And then I was like, you know what? It's Stuart Copeland. And that he mixes it up, man. Doing. But he definitely fell into that classic. I mean, that's what was popular then. You know, 90s and these type of scenes, you would have these electric guitars doing all this crazy ass shit uh, whenever these scenes were happening. And uh, so now, yeah, Howard's just looking, looking on in the woods and he's being super quiet. F. Murray is is uh choking out ice and ice just says fuck it and breaks murray's neck <laughs> it's like he got bored he was like yeah fuck it like this is yep. embarrassing i shouldn't be taking this long and then uh so we never said this but Rutger howard's name in in this um 
movie is called Burns. And we find out very quickly because Ice just yells, Burns! (laughs) (laughs) All the trees flutter with the birds leaving Yep, and it's twice in a row, too, just to show how rageful he is. And uh, if... uh, it felt if it felt super this was was weird it felt super dark very dark like it was like getting into nighttime when he was fighting f murray and all of a sudden it's not that dark <laughs> i think and i'm not sure i think this was a day for light a day for totally night. i think you're right because it has that really blue tint on it and you can kind of see shadows and i'm like unless there's a really bright full moon you shouldn't be seeing this well but yeah they were trying their hardest they're like well um the sun's up but we got to finish this shit so let's just make this shit look dark and uh so he's um ice gets on an atv and he starts chasing out after after um what's his face yeah because rutger howard just takes off runs yeah away. i guess he didn't want to fight is, him. again crazy he had this shot yeah i don't know because that was the part that got you you could have at that point rutger howard f marvie abraham already tells rutger howard when this is done i'm going to put a bullet in your ass yep. right so why wouldn't rutger howard be like all right fuck it i'll shoot and kill both of them yeah. but he cuts i, and I thought it was so odd he, I, it felt like a writer's room decision because i felt like they wanted the movie to end in in the in the woods but somebody came in and made some last minute changes so then so yeah rutger howard takes off he jumps yeah because the end is a little bit it does it, this ending's a little weird um and so he takes off and ice arrives in the atv and it looks like the engine's on an airplane so he's like okay he's got to be in there so he starts going after the airplane heading over there to get rutger and there's no one in there oh shit so then rutger's actually in the woods fucking i don't know if he says anything does he say anything i don't remember i think he says like say bye bye or get ready to go boom but all right here's the thing why is he choosing to kill him now yeah he just wanted to play with him i guess like trapping a mouse or some shit play with him for another I 10 guess. minutes I, I don't know you just looking for another excuse to get on the atv i don't get it he shoots the airplane it explodes he assumes ice is dead instead of looking for the damn body Classic gets into mistake. the damn airplane takes off and of course ice is up and he is looking fantastic i don't even think he lost a single dread in this fucking explosion nothing singed at all he looks fantastic so then after that um Oh, this is. I actually wrote. Apparently, Ice is immortal. <laughs> oh, and again, the other thing, yeah, the second plane, the one that Rucker Howard is leaving in, almost has the same color scheme as the truck that Ice T tried oh, to offer. Oh, I didn't notice that. You're movie. right. Yeah, it's got the straight arrow those look. colors. Yeah, and and after that scene, we're we're now in Seattle. Three days later. Three days we later. We see Howard, and apparently Howard, Howard must be like some kind of con man, because he's looking like he's gonna, he's changing his identity. He's got a bunch of a board of, um, what do you call them? Passports. Passports. He's got a couple of uh, army, air force uniforms. It looks like, but he's done up as a, as a, a people. Priest. I thought he was uh, trying to pretend he was C- Steven Seagal, but. <laughs> <laughs> What, he put on 80 pounds? <laughs> he puts on a little fat suit. And forgot how to act and became a traitor he to He starts doing really slow. Yeah, he becomes a traitor and just does very slow karate or whatever the hell Steven Seagal does. I forget that kind of fight. It's a, I forget what it's called. Aikido, Aikido you're right. I think it is. So anyway, so um, Howard tries to start the car. doesn't turn. So he decides to go for a walk and, and, and walk wherever destination he's going. He runs into this old lady. And this is just to show that Howard's is an asshole. She's like... and Because yeah, he's dressed up as a priest, and this old lady is just walking down this deserted alleyway at, like, maybe, what, 2 o'clock in the morning yeah. or something? 
And I swear, I thought she was going to throw out the line from The Exorcist with, can you spare a quarter for an altar boy? <laughs> I thought she was going to say what the old lady says in that one Simpsons episode where she's like, hello, Joe. Or how about, uh, you want a blowjob for $5? I'm an old lady, I'm homeless. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Why else am I in this alleyway? $3 teeth in, $4 teeth out. Oh, <laughs> it's more for the teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes yeah, that makes sense. Well, I mean, it depends. Hey, everyone has their fetishes. Maybe you like a little scrapey. So, <laughs> slow down, Sharky. Slow down, Sharky. <laughs> so, so Howard is like, "No, go away. I hate you, stupid homeless person." And he starts going on down, and he sees a motorcycle in the alley. He kind of—I don't know if you notice this—he kind of touches it, and I think he realizes it's warm. Yeah, it's. It's the motorcycle. It looks like the motorcycle from what one of them were using. I think it is. I think he recognized it. But he took off on the ATV, yeah. right? Yeah, because he that recognizes must... it. Because once he sees that, he Yes, because that must have been how Ice got back. Because he left his motorcycle there when he took off on the airplane. Yeah, he didn't drive back to Seattle on ATV. Ice had just enough sense. fuel <laughs> to get all the way to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, he busts out his gun. And now Ice is like the goddamn shadow. You know, like, uh, I don't know if you ever seen The Shadow with Alec Baldwin where he's just laughing like a crazy person. Yeah, and he's doing like a Jason thing, popping up over here. Yeah, he's like, I'm over here! here. <laughs> and uh, that's not how he sounds. See, because now we're in Ice T's Yeah, yes. Oh, yes, you're right. You know, now they're on his court. That's right. I didn't he's connect them. that. Well, he's Jeez. hunting Rutger. So, yeah, they're now, now he's there and he's hiding in the shadows and shit. And, um... Ice is back in his in war makeup now. Now he's like Howard, and uh, or maybe he hasn't taken a shower. I don't know. But he starts. They start. <laughs> they start fighting like motherfuckers, and I think they none of them shoot at each other at first. I think he's able to. No, he knocks the gun out of Rucker's yeah. hand or the rifle, whatever it is. It looks like an AUG, something like that. I played with it on Call of Duty once. <laughs> they exchange some hits. Howard starts choking, you know, Howard loves to choke. He starts choking him with a rosary, which is pretty dope. <laughs> Why didn't he use the four fingers of death he on Ice-T? Maybe that's more of a um, a mercy kill, the, the four fingers. There, there you go, slow yeah. death, yes. So then he throws Howard into an electrical box, and Howard gets shocked, but hey, man, he it's not that big of a deal for him. Ice grabs his gun, and Howard asks him to kill him. He's like, kill it, do it. Do it. This is the game. Do it. You won the game. Yeah, made it, man. You. you he's like. Um. He's like Willy Wonka at the end. <laughs> <laughs> what do I get? Twenty dollars and a gobstopper. There you go, kid. And uh, he just unloads the gun and and he he takes you know takes out the the cartridge, throws it on the floor, drops it on the ground, yep. and. Uh, I guess he would have killed his ass no problem, but he decided not to. Howard, Howard's like, oh, shit, I finally have a chance. Like, oh, like, shit. Fuck it. He's, yep. he's being a little bitch. I'm going to kill his ass. So he grabs the gun. He loads one bullet that he found on the ground. And uh, you want to finish this out for us, my man? Well, in the beginning of the movie, somebody gave Ice-T some words to live by <laughs> and not to die by. <laughs> Because what this professional hunter, Rutger Hauer, does is he just gets ready to shoot. And I think he says, get ready to say bye-bye. And the camera zooms into the barrel. And you see, I can't, I couldn't make it out what it was. But there was something shoved into the barrel. So I guess something's blocking mm-hmm. the barrel. And when Rutger Hauer shoots, it blows up right in his face and kills him. And Ice-T says, 
always check the barrel. You know what would have been dope is if you looked in, they, they zoomed in into the barrel and it was like his dog's little, like, collar. <laughs> oh, his the dog, dog tag. tag. <laughs> Fluffy. It's just a little metal ball. If you find Fluffy, please call. Oh, wait, I don't have a phone number because I'm homeless. Please look for the third alley to the left next to the subway. <laughs> I'll be hiding in a tree log. <laughs> hiding in a tree log. So that is it, everybody. That is surviving the game. And guess what Ice-T did? He fucking survived the game. I thought it was a fucking yes, fun adventure did. movie. I loved it. I, it was really good. I thought it was a good pick uh, because I think when I picked this movie, you just finished doing Maniac and you wanted something to uh, lighten the mood a little bit. Palette. And you know what? Um, you know, as many of y'all have listened, you know, maybe some of y'all are new, but for those of y'all that have heard, heard these episodes before, I just want to say that there are some very, very, and I actually mean it this time. Normally I say it and I don't mean it. There are some incredibly memorable characters and this is going to be a challenge for me to figure out who I want to do a quick impression of, and this is a segment I like to call mm. Quick Impressions. I'm curious. Go ahead. In the middle of the crowd, my dad took out a pocket full of cherry bombs and put them in my hand and said, get in the crowd. Here's a lighter. I want you to light those cherry bombs and throw them at the prince. You're going to face manhood. You're going to fight that dog to the death. He's going to kill you, or you're going to kill him. Now! on me he was on me like flies on shit my dad took out a pocket of cherry bombs put them in my hand and said get in the corral here's a lighter i want you to light those cherry bombs and throw them at the prince you're gonna face manhood you're gonna fight that dog to the death he's gonna kill you or you're gonna kill him now He was on me. He was on me like flies on shit. Oh, I hope you enjoyed that quick impression. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, rating this mofo. And uh, I just, first I want to say, that was the most spot on impersonation <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. I mean, it was like I was sitting right next to whoever that was that you just did an impersonation. Yeah, I need to put in my application for SNL. I really do. Uh, that would be great. I could be like the next, you know, Andy Samberg. Rich Little. Yeah, Rich Little. <laughs> With that, those voices, I'll tell you. And so anyway. Everybody's like, who the fuck is Rich Little? <laughs> it was Rich Little. Oh, man. He's going to start. He's, hey, if there's enough listeners of this, he'll start uh, pop, popping up on Google. <laughs> <laughs> so as y'all know i rate all these movies by my favorite mustaches fu manchu is a full recommend um uh, a walrus mustache is a is badass watch it uh horseshoe mustache is eh, not bad and the toothbrush mustache as we all know out of hitler's mustache is fucking burn it i give this movie and i give these out i know i give these out but i had a damn good time i give this the full Fu Man Chu mustache rating. Wow. Has it been a movie that hasn't gotten a Fu Man? Yes, Chu there has been. I don't remember. Which one? But <laughs> Okay. That's why. That's why I got it. <laughs> Not memorable. Enough. There's been a walrus. I haven't gotten I don't think I've gotten a horseshoe yet, but I feel like I'm getting the feeling that there's gonna be one around the corner. 
I get the feeling. How about you, man? How do you feel about this? Uh, I definitely recommend it. I give it a full fa- full yeah. Manchu. I think it's a great time. It's short. It's not too long of a movie. It's, you know, there's plot there, and there's just incredible actors just fucking doing crazy yeah you're like you're not going to get bored of this movie there there's so much to keep you interested there's so much going on and even if if, even if you're you feel like it's it's not your type of movie i still say just give it one watch see what you think you know there's a lot of messages in this movie that i think people at the time it's a little ahead of its time it's talking a lot about things that people just weren't talking about back in the day and it's it's bringing um some actual reality to what it's like to be homeless and then it just happens to throw it in this to this crazy ass comic book fucking storyline <laughs> that's right if you're homeless enough you'll be able to become a wilderness guide and survive yeah. the game and, and if you think about it that's kind of what they're doing when they're out there in the streets they're trying to survive the game uh, i was just gonna say it's got to be tougher surviving on the streets than yeah. it is in the woods so from a city boy. Hell That's yeah, what I man. Said. So, yeah, thank you so much for uh, taking part in this one with me. Do you have any plugs by chance? Uh, like where you yeah, can find me? Yeah, stuff like that. Are you going to be on any other shows or anything like that? Uh, well, I did a couple of mini bins, but where you can find me is probably on X Hamster. Okay. Y'all, y'all heard that from here. Y'all heard that from Tim himself. You can find him on X Hamster. He's got his own category. That's why I don't give my last name. <laughs> Have fun trying to find it. Well, I can let y'all know I got the same basic plugs. Just look for me on Instagram, Mustachio Podcastio. You can also find me on Twitter at mpodcastio. And I also started a Facebook page, which I don't really care about, but you're welcome to stop by and say hello. Fuck Facebook. Yeah, not a big fan. But hey, and if y'all have recommendations, send them my way. I swear to God, I will at least acknowledge them. But that's pretty much it. That's, that's all, all you can ask for. for. Yeah, man. So anyway. Thank you so much for taking part, Tim. We have something to do right after this, so we got to wrap this up. Oh, yeah. There's a big live event. All right. Y'all take care, people. See y'all later. Bye. Take it easy.